Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Check, check, check. Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morse. I got my brother from another mother next to me today, Mr. Derek Green. Hi, Toby. And last night he saw my bowling skills, and I think he was really impressed. They were, they were good, better than I imagined. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Who got the winning score of the first game? You 140, did, 146, by one point. 146. Very nice. Thank you, man. That was Derek was I'd never seen a, a competitive side to Derek in my life. I mean, I have a lot of injuries, so <laughs> it was really <laughs> difficult for me to get back into it, but I know. I, I see you. But I, I you see, we're going to play again. It does not it's I not hope over. so, man. I love it. I love it. Um and then in my kitchen, very psyched to have her here. It's been a really long time since we even talked or connected. We keep in touch through text. She moved away, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Miss Kara Faye. Hi. Welcome, girl. Welcome back. Welcome I'm so back. So stoked to be here. I know it's been it's a long it's been a long time. Way too long. I'm trying. I was trying to figure out how we even met. Or yeah, when I was going to ask. Or how do you guys years? know my each ex. other? Oh, your ex. That's right. Yeah. Supergrass. Supergrass. <laughs> okay. But um, long, it's over, long time ago. Though. Where yeah, was it? What was happening? What was the scenario? You were Jesus, Derek. I think we first you wanted to interview me about being straight edge. Yeah, that was how for my Morse code thing I was trying to do put together. Okay, correct. That's, okay, that was how we first like hung out. Yes, and then uh, and then I started babysitting Max every once in a while. Oh my while. god, that's right. Wow, mm-hmm. you're babysitting. Yeah, I love. Might have been one of his first crushes. He was probably six or seven, oh and we were wow. just yeah. That is so right. Wow, that's crazy. Cool. Wow. And then Max was in the video too. Been fam ever since. Yep, that's right. Wow. And then we got tattooed. You got the OLC. We got the tats of Dan's. Yep. Got Sick. my LA tattoo. Yes. Shout out to Dan Smith. Shout out. So how yep. are you? You're a mom now. I'm a mom. It's uh, crazy. I'm so good. Life is amazing. I cannot complain. I'm yeah. just happy. Good. I'm happy for you. <laughs> and you're and you're you're Cali born and bred, right? Santa Barbara. Yeah, born in Santa Barbara, grew up in uh, Newbury Park, Thousand Oaks, and just sort of uh, moved south throughout my life, and then went to the south where I live now. Yeah, right outside of Atlanta. And you like it out there? I love it. I it's different. It's total yeah. vibe change, pace change, but I really love it. The community we found. I miss it here, but it's your first time living outside of uh, California. I lived in Sweden. I toured for a long time. That's right. She was in Sweden for a while. Yeah. And I lived in Sweden for three years. Oh wow! Where where in Sweden? Ivanishborg. Uh, wow. Utenfori. Do you know that, Derek? I've never heard of it. Where? Vanishborg. So there's like one massive lake, kind of mm-hmm. like in the southwest, and uh, that's Lake Vänern. Yeah. So it's Vänersborg. Um, pretty like 45 minutes outside of Gothenburg. Okay. So. All right. Um. 
And then we also lived in Gothenburg for a little bit, but wow. mostly in Vanish Point. Was that a big culture shock moving there? Dude, it was so dope. The culture. Culture shock. <laughs> yeah. We leave them here there, right? <laughs> no, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because I also, like, when I moved there, it was, like, with, you know, like, the Daniel Larson yep. crew. So Daniel the Swedes. Shout Dan- Daniel. Yeah. And, and uh, obviously my ex, that's why I was there for. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, moving in the same scene in a different country kind yeah. of vibe. And your you ex know? is Swedish. Yeah. Okay. So it's just kind of like, oh, well, this is easy. You know, and yeah. the people there are just so warm. And um, it's crazy because like on Twitter right now, it's trending that Swedish people don't feed strangers. And it's like a thing. And I, that's not something I experienced. So I almost wanted to be like, this is not true. And like, what do you mean? Up, don't feed, they don't feed I don't homeless? know that on, on Twitter, people are like, wow, are talking about how like, it's a thing for Swedish people. Like they won't feed strangers. And it's, I guess I never went in someone's house where I was a stranger, but it was, yeah. I was like, that makes no sense to me. Mm, That's strange. Twitters. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not liking Twitters. And, you get, yeah. and, you, and, you, and Sweden has like long, like dark days in the winter, right? Like it gets it's dark. It's like seven months of winter. Wow. Literally. Man, and then there's like one month that's like LA summer and everyone just turns into leather. Like nobody works. <laughs> they just <laughs> sit in the sun. It's true, yeah. And, and how's your uh, Swedish? Did you pick up any Swedish? It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I, um, I don't get to practice it a lot, but mm, I, wouldn't think I so. went to Oslo <laughs> a few years back and right. it was crazy. It was like, it all came back. Talk. I never really talk. Uh, one word. Yes, yes. Um, I brought my mom there once, and I had taught her talk. And she, uh, we were at the Continental Breakfast for the hotel, and she goes, the lady comes up and brings so in. At the Continental Breakfast, there are insane. Like it's not like they are here. Yeah. It's full spread. And the lady comes up to ask for like drinks or anything, or at the end of the meal, and my mom's like, "I got this." She makes this big dramatic thing, and she goes, "Taco," and <laughs> like. 20 people erupted because this like super overly confident American woman had <laughs> basically screamed taco. Um, <laughs> it's a tough language. I it, mean, it's it really, is. really, really difficult. And I kept making for any time I've ever been there. I just keep thinking Swedish chef. Of course, mm-hmm. that comes to any American's mm. mind. And anytime I did that to our producer who was Swedish, he would just <laughs> say like, we don't sound like this. Yeah, it's it's a, <laughs> it's almost more Norwe- Norwegian the way. Hude, hude, he, yeah, she, he, he. yeah, that's the Swedish chef though. Yes, it is. Hude, 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 hude. It's still funny to me though. I, I, I just we're not making fun of Swedish people. No, we not at all. People. Shout out to Dennis and Refuse. Love I mean, a little bit, but I mean, it's okay. They, um, they can take a joke. And the sounds too. The sounds. Trying to get bands from there. We love you, Dennis. We love the sounds. Yeah. Abananda, we love you all. Abananda, that's right. Sweden is insane rhythm going on there. What oh, yeah. is up with their music capabilities? Oh the my building? god, There's the so haunted. Like some of these, some of these bands music. are coming out of there. And then the they write. Does a writing group to do like all like the Britney songs, like different Sweden. Yeah, right? they're they're, they're one called. of the biggest music exports in the world. Okay, that's the craziest thing for if for anyone not to understand the impact that Sweden has had musically on the entire world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not massive. what I'm here to talk about, but I'm, yeah, no, but I'm sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, like no, that's but there's a lot of songwriters. Yeah, like they write so many big songs huge. from there. It's huge. Do you think it's because it is like stuck inside for that that long ass winter and it's writing music? It's I don't know. It's a huge It's a huge part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. Education too. But yeah. also yeah. the government, if you're like a 16 year old kid and you want a band, They'll buy you equipment, buy you a lockout. I mean, I don't know if they still do, wow. but this is like what that generation grew up with. Here's a lockout. You rehearse, you be a band. It's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I felt mean, like I was living in the 
Stone Age, like going there. Like I felt like so primitive. You just, 100%. I mean, just society in general, just thinking. You know, they're very forward thinking. Yeah, they're really yeah. a step ahead. Their you know, infrastructure even is just yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Comparatively, even how they even how they handled the lockdown, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Okay, back to you now. Okay, so Santa Barbara, <laughs> growing up, so you have siblings, obviously, right? I have two. I'm the oldest of three girls. Okay. So I have two sisters. Are they into music as well? Uh, like I mean, you are. Like, they love music, but, but they don't do. I mean, they don't yeah. do music. No. Okay. Yeah, and so what was like your what was like your earliest exposure to music and falling in love with it? Probably my grandpa. He. Um, captain in the air force world war ii and he had like an an air force band called the nightingales he was kind awesome. of like a crooner yes. yeah i was really it's on my notes it's on my notes and nightingales yeah. hey yeah. oh true talk about grandpa let's go so yeah uh, <laughs> i mean honestly so many of my tattoos i have his b-17 bombers on my calves i have like the straight and level that's how he signed his name was arnold 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 yes. mazel yes he was just awesome huge probably one of my biggest family influences mm-hmm. um uh, he died suddenly, a uh, heart attack when I was like 15, and that oh, rocked wow. me. He went from like being just super help- healthy to gone wow. that day. Crazy. So he was a big inspiration to you. Super big inspiration. Um, and then you know, and then you're just like a kid. You don't really know. I I've sung professionally since I was six years old. So, but it yeah. was a lot of like you're a singer. And then a hero comes along. You know, it's like that. Can you like, you know, you're like seven years old. You're like, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'll sing this. But you're like imitating, you know, yeah, you're just yeah. imitating. And, you know, which is a whole nother story of like finding what my voice was later yeah. in life. Um, did a lot of like choral stuff. And then fresh, my, fresh my chances cousin, up for America. My cousin. Yep. My cousin came and lived with us like sixth, seventh grade. And he showed me voice to men. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he showed me Limp Biscuit, and I said, oh, no. <laughs> no. I, at, shout out to Fred. We love you. Yeah. Shout out, no, shout out to Fred. But when I, wow. when I was a kid, I was like, I don't, I don't play yeah. Limp Biscuit. Like, I, I would have picked like, Boys and Men, too, probably back then. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Mac 10. <laughs> don't say it on the <laughs> mic. put that on me, man. But, yeah. Oh. So he got me into, like, Mac 10. And, oh, um, shit. Mac 10 and... Uh, and boys to men, and we would do like the pose, like the the iconic Mac Ten pose. Like, anyways, <laughs> Mac Ten and boys to men. Yeah, really random. <laughs> but I was like young, and I yeah. But that was also like I was like fifth grade. I was like been spending most our lives. Like that was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Gangsters Paradise. But like that's that's what we listened to. I did. I, I just I'm just speaking my truth. Yeah. Like, no, I so love that. Absolutely. <laughs> so ever since you were that young, you want to do music. Throughout, oh yeah! Throughout school, everything. It's, I always knew it's what I wanted to do, and then high school ended. And you know, you're, when you're from Southern California, you know, you you're really like, uh, you know, I was hanging out with all the bands at that point, but I didn't like yeah. singing bands. I remember thinking to myself, "What am I going to do? Start a No Doubt?" Like that sounded so lame to me. Literally. Well, what year did you graduate high school? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. So I remember thinking, like, don't oh. try to guess your age, man. Let's keep it moving. Let's go. So. <laughs> mathematics but that that didn't sound fun at all to me so uh right. i was going to go to new york or no i so i go to new york because i'm going to take a tour of juilliard oh. and see if that's what i want to do like maybe i'll be a classical singer okay. and just cool. uh i genuinely thought so i was gonna do so i go to new york and it was on my trip at like the grove street station in new jersey when i was i got a call from the guys in china guns do you want to be in the band and it's one of those like wow the rest is history wow were you just, in the band before that at the time no 
so I had I I was singing some like demos for them at that point. Wow. But it was unrelated to the band. And then, how did you hear about them? Uh, about who? Meet the guys in the band. Yeah. Well, how did well, they hear about you? Yeah. Well, we I was introduced to them through like kind of i mean i was going to like la clubs dead sober just making fun of people dancing since i was like 17 mm-hmm. and <laughs> no literally like electro uh, clubs <laughs> that's what we did we went and we just yeah, like yeah. imitated the people dancing but we were dead sober um <laughs> <laughs> we were so dumb uh kind of met them through that and i was singing demos like oh you know we want to pitch this song to pink or whatever jeremy and shantel guns was in a really bad uh, really bad publishing deal where we had to turn in like 12 songs a month. Oh and anyone Jesus. who, un- it's insane. Like anyone who understands is like, that's on her. <laughs> you- it's insane. not possible. Yeah. So um, I was just singing the demos and I thought I was like, I was, I thought I was pretty hot getting like hundred bucks a track, you know, like singing these demos. I was like, I made it. I, we good. <laughs> <laughs> we good. Um, and then somewhere when I, when I went to New York, they were like, no, you gotta, you gotta stay here. We, we want you to sing in the band. And at that wow. point, you know, they had tried out some other girls, but Shine Guns was still just kind of like a... And it's stupid, because even on the Wikipedia, like it says there was another girl. Like, there really wasn't. Like, there there was Wikipedia just... Wikipedia sucks. It's all fucked. I know that from this pod, how fucked up it is. Yeah. It sucks. Like, I yeah. don't care what everybody says. Like, that's... It's... I was there from the beginning. beginning okay. So... The OG. Yeah. yeah. And that's the f- first band you've been on stage with everything, right? Performing. Yeah. Like, oh. with a full band, like... Well, like band, yeah. yeah but yeah. like, definitely not my first performance. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was funny because that was my first, like, what are you going to do? You know, kind of, I remember our first show. They put <laughs> me in like a Jeremy Scott dress. And like, I was like, this is going to be weird, guys. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, but so it's like an electro pop band, right? Yeah. So I don't think I've ever talked about this. It's like an electro pop band. <laughs> and here we're going to play our first show. And we didn't like, we rehearsed, but not like crazy. So I get up there to to perform and just out the gate song starts and I just go into like hardcore mode. I'm like, you sing this line like they don't know my shit. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> give the mic out. Yeah. But like, I'm like, I, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I, I want to connect. That was what I was drawn to. Yeah. You know, in the hardcore scene, it was just like this camaraderie of like playing off of each other. Totally. And I. <laughs> So I just go for it. I'm out of breath, like, verse one, you know, and the entire, like, thank God there's not video from, like, that early on. Because yeah. it's just <laughs> terrible. Um, but, yeah, and I never really slowed down. Like, that was always my vibe. <laughs> that is, that's amazing. <laughs> and then, so, so you started going to hardcore and punk shows at an early age, too, as well? Yeah, like, f- freshman, sophomore year. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, that was. Was it like a big scene in Santa Barbara, or you? Out of no, there so this is Thousand Oaks. This a thousand, was oh yeah, here. it's way different. Yeah, and yeah. I was spending half my time in Orange County, okay, like throwdown shows and stuff Ooh, like that. Okay, yeah, okay, like that's go. more so what I was, what yeah. I was doing at the time. And then you, and then did you? You kind of like me, where like you weren't partying, and then you found out about straight age. You're like, okay, that's that's kind of what I am already. Yeah, so okay, I was already yeah. that was already kind of where I was. I I knew I had an addictive personality from mm, okay. a kid. Your okay. parents or your siblings <laughs> so were they like, drinking it's at like home? Everybody in my extended family, both of my uncles, uh, my, both of my mom's brothers, uh, passed away. And when the second one I did, uh, when the second one did, my grandmother literally looked at me and she was like, "Promise me you'll never drink." Oh, and I was like seven years old. I think oh. any any kid would have said, you know, yeah, of course. Of course. But I meant it. And I went all through high school. Like I was a designated driver. Like I never felt tempted. You know, anything like that. Like, I literally Mm -hmm. was just like, no, I don't need it because I know 
and you know this is like a whole other thing like it manifested in other ways my addictive personality yeah in other problems uh but i knew better because i knew that if i tried something and i liked it i would be the person in a gutter because they tried because they tried heroin i knew it about myself yeah yeah, there is no glass of wine with dinner I don't have that luxury button mm-hmm. and it sucks, you know, but I, that's just, that's me. I know better. And I would be the typical like straight edge person, like one off the deep end. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Some of us are just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I have addictive personality in other, other ways. That's probably if I did do drugs, I'd yes. probably be over the, right? You know what I mean? It'd be terrifying if you <laughs> did drugs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Even like weed? Even weed. Okay. I'm never gonna do it, obviously, but like, yeah, I'd be interested. I would I, never want to see myself on that. Neither would I. Wouldn't I. be. I wouldn't be myself. You wouldn't be yourself at all. Okay. Uh, definitely at this point, it would just be kind of pointless <laughs> to do any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> did you <laughs> speak? Who is this? Did you ever want to try anything throughout your life? Yeah, I mean, I'm totally honest about that. I would love to try mushrooms, straight up. Mm. I would mushrooms, like I, I'm just being super real right yeah, now. Yeah, keep it real. Mushrooms, like I. In a in a in a safe environment, I'd love to try that. I think that I would be super silly on weed. I don't think alcohol in any circumstance would be good for me, um, at all. I've never really felt tempted for that. But anything else, yeah. Weed, I would try, but uh, but mushrooms, I'm like ah, that sounds, because you, it's hard to get addicted to mushrooms. It's more yeah, like it's an yeah, experience. Yeah. And You're absolutely yeah. right. But You're do you do you like true. mushrooms? Like regular mushrooms eating? Yes, I, I fucking despise them, so I would never try. <laughs> You know I, I hate mushrooms. I'm gonna say does. it. I think it's the preparation of the mushrooms that he despises, well, that, depending can, on how they're like made. Is it like they're slimy? Yes, yeah, the I texture. I get it. I I personally like it, but like if he doesn't know, if it's Toby doesn't there? know that's in there and it's done in a really don't good sneak, way, don't sneak, don't sneak up on me. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm that way with onions a lot of times. I'm like, mm. they have to be super cooked. So yeah, I wouldn't even do a mushroom, regular mushroom, let alone one that made me <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> mushrooms are definitely not addictive. I mean, it's something that, like, for example, the last time I did was probably eight, six years ago. Okay. I mean, the time span of just like, yeah, all right, environment, everything, yeah. timing, it's just- Where you are. It's definitely you nothing, with. and you can't go on day-to-day partying on mushrooms because it'll be less and less and less 100%. and less the the effect yeah so it's you know it's kind of like a natural like all right it's just gonna die out yeah exactly right mm. so where were you in your life when you got that call to be in shiny toy guns obviously in new york you might be checking out juilliard but were you working like what what was you had a regular job then like what were you doing i don't think so okay. honestly like it was always music for me i had like the like john the juice jobs and stuff like that just, just to like figure it out but like it was always music like mm-hmm always professionally singing since like i said since i was like six damn so got to sing for like ronald reagan like that's like what i did when wow I played. yeah that's that, that first chances for america group like that's what we did like, okay this land is your land <laughs> no that was that. the that was the vibe like i still that's remember sick. the movements i'm just that was what ronald i did reagan holy shit and that it was a uh, you travel around and stuff and yeah um mostly in california but yeah. remember amway Yes. Yes. So we would perform for the diamonds, which were the people who had made it to millionaires. They were at the top. So they'd have like these big diamond conventions in uh, the Irvine Center. And uh, we'd go perform for them. Wow. That's such an insane world. And then uh, the Ronald Reagan Library in Simi Valley. We perform there a lot. That's amazing. So, uh, so you're in New York. You get the call, and then what? He's like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to join this band. I'm going to go back and just do yeah, it." Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Did, did you get to meet Ronnie? 
Yeah, I one I met him and I met his wife uh, a few times. Met Nancy a few mm, times. Yeah. Were they? Oh my god! Did you no. like Ronald Reagan back then? No, okay. absolutely not. All the all the punk songs were all against Ronald Reagan too. Of course, man, that was the turning point. Yeah, I was like kid, things. kid. I didn't know any better. I was yeah, just like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it would be cool to meet him. I don't like his politics. Yeah. Can you imagine I'm like six and I do know and I like kick him. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, Ronald, you suck. No. <laughs> Singing some suicidal lyrics to him. No, it wouldn't be that cool to meet him. But I'd just be like, man, you were. Yeah. But to hear her say she sang for Ronald Reagan is fucking pretty amazing, actually. It's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. Sing for any like president. Is, I was that's wow. You think Separatora would go perform for somebody like go sing a song for Biden or something? Never or know for Biden, really. Come on now, <laughs> come, on now. come on. By a special request <laughs> of Biden, <laughs> Separatora. President Biden, we're gonna do a little something for you. Chaos AD <laughs> at the White House. <laughs> um, oh okay, so shiny toy guns. Um, so that just starts for you. That's just. So we. Did they already have songs written that you had started singing? They have. They, they had. S- yeah, they had okay. a few, and then the rest were written. I didn't really write on the first album, but like okay. you can hear how I was like the muse for three or four that were written okay. after I joined. Like the lyrics are basically from my perspective. Like, yeah. um, one of the lyrics is "swords beneath" because I have swords and yeah, yeah, yeah. stomach swords beneath my clean dress, and a lot of people think it's sores, and it's <laughs> not. <laughs> Hey, what? I'm just, yeah, I'm telling you, this is, these are, Sores these are the grievings of my life. Like the few things. That Wouldn't that be a really personal song to me? Extremely right? personal. <laughs> yeah, but. If you, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeremy and Shine Guns has a real knack for writing for, uh, from the female perspective. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then, you know, we had, well, so in the beginning of Shine to Guns, you know, we had no management, no label, anything yeah. like that. So we just, we all, you know, we're. We're of an age where we're just like, wait, we got, we can get some credit cards, we can max them out, we can steal some U-Hauls, we can just, you know, do what we got to do, <laughs> and uh, and just all go into debt, and we, <laughs> Fuck. that no, that's what we did, okay. we all, and we would tour the U.S. and we would literally just tell kids like, we'll see you in 30 days, like we'll be back, and we just, it's one of those wow cycle just going. Every time out. we came back, it would be 20 kids, 50 kids, 100 kids, you know, just more yeah. every time, and then. And these were MySpace days, so wow. we were kind of pi- pioneers in uh, self-promotion on MySpace. Jeremy and I would get to like, you know, St. Louis, and you could search by city, and anyone who looked like, you know, they a uh, scene kid that might want to come would yeah. be like, "Hey, you don't know us, but you know, we would literally cold reach out to kids in the city." Wow! Every time we got just through like MySpace, through that. and then we got up to like three or four hundred thousand followers on MySpace, and that's when. Wow. Uh, that's when we started getting label interest, and we were about to sign a deal. Still no management, right? No, we ended up getting uh, uh, management somewhere, somewhere along there. Okay. And uh, uh, Jim Welch, and he. I remember Jim Welch with the name, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because like later I found out he was like super integral to bringing like overseas hardcore bands here. Yeah, like, that's yeah, probably where I know it from. Okay. It's crazy, and I, I didn't know that. Um. But he managed a DJ named Tommy Sunshine that uh, we played with a few times. So, um, anyways, so then labels start. You know, that's how music works, even to this day. Like they kind of want to see you do it on your own. They're like, "Oh, we just put the machine behind it." Totally. Like, yeah. You know. So we we were able to pull that off, and then K Rock out here just started like literally ripped the disco off of our MySpace page wow. and started playing it. 
That's pretty amazing, man. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy about K-Rock, especially living in California, realizing how they support local so much more. The East Coast didn't have that in K-Rock in New York. No. They might play like a local bigger band from New York, but like, but out here I see so much love for like new bands from K-Rock. Just being it for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Just listening to the radio, you know what I mean? Right. It wasn't like that in New York. No, there might there be like, like a specialty show on Sunday nights. It was only listening to college radio. Like, yeah, back then, living. like, yeah. that was the like the like their pride. K-Rock really loved Breaking being, bands. Being the one that broke them. Yeah. That found them and discovered and broke them. I think they did that for no doubt, to be honest. They started playing their earlier stuff out here, too. Like that a lot of those bands. I bet. I bet, yeah. So then th- that's from the fir- that song's off the first record? Yeah, and our, our first single was going to be You Are The One, which is at least a duet, so we could introduce the group with two singers. But yeah. And then we were like, well, I guess this is we're going to go with the disco. Wow. Yeah. We was got music is so much about timing, you know, because yeah. that was like right when the world, it doesn't matter how good your music is, right. unfortunately. It's does the world at this moment in time want it? Because you can be. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. And we, Jeremy, you know, gets the credit for this. He was super influenced by what was happening in the UK electro scene. And he was infusing that as much as he could into what we were doing. And yeah. America just, just decided, all right, we want some keyboards. And we were on the front of that wave. That's amazing. We got lucky. Yeah. So what, what type of sh- what type of bands would you guys play with? The sounds we played with a lot. Yeah, that yeah. was like you know, and it was like the whole that scene was like the rapture of the faint. Okay. Um. Just a different world. A totally different world, and it's crazy because it wasn't my world. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I was gonna ask. Straight yeah. up, it was I, I remember, in the studio as we're like making music having like been sitting on the couch in the back and having Jeremy turn around and be like, what do you think? And I'm just like, the kick, it's just, I didn't know how to say four on the floor yet. And I, <laughs> but it was, it was driving me crazy. And yeah. like, because I didn't understand how important that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, was, I didn't know the term four on the floor, but I was just like, the kick is just so constant. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. he's like, don't worry about it. You know, just like, <laughs> you know, like, he would yeah. always listen to me with like harmonies and you know writing stuff, but like he's like, nah, nah yeah, what I got type of, like, like What type of bands did those guys idolize? Like, what was like That's the a good classics question. in electronic music for them? Like, these guys were the pioneers for us. There was a lot of uh, uh, we all loved Depeche Mode. Okay. okay. Oh man, did we love Depeche Mode? And like songwriting wise, because we really we've always prided ourselves on like real songwriting, like that like right. melodic love songs uh, a lot of peter gabriel nice yeah that kind of stuff was, was super influential to shiny toy guns even like beach boys and stuff wow. melody wise like um it's crazy. there was a lot of like 80s influence but i would say like kind of depeche mode and then they chad and jeremy were from oklahoma hmm. and uh so there was like the flaming lips like there was like oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a there was a scene. There's yeah. a little thing going on in Oklahoma. It's cool. I would say Your Eyes one of the most greatest songs written Peter Gabriel. Oh, oh yeah. Incredible song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it still makes me emo when I hear it. I am a big uh, fan of even stuff like Big Time, you know. Mm-hmm. Big I love, I love, Time. I love yeah, the yeah, lyrics, yeah. the lyrics. Sledgehammer. Just, yeah. Sledgehammer. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So so we are pilots is that's the that's the first record? Yeah, and we and That was 2006. So we get signed to Motown, which was an interesting that us. is super random. You know, yeah. we got there was a little bidding war. I think it came down to like Motown and Sony. We went with Motown because they were just such champions. And Bruce Carbone. So this is a bit. Motown. Of, this has been a lesson for me to this day. Bruce Carbone 
who was like our guy there. I think he's like president or head of A&R. He, it was basically us and Lil Wayne. And he, this is just, if you have someone who's a champion for you, that's all that matters. It doesn't, yeah. ma- you know, all, a lot of the labels can do the same thing, but totally. you need your champion. And we were, we were just his babies. He loved us. And Sylvia Rome there really rooted for us. And uh, we got we got Grammy nominated on our I freshman know, album. I know, crazy, like, man. That they really, they really killed it for us. So yeah. I, Motown, like, and honestly, like, growing up on, on like Boys to Men, I was <laughs> like, dude, I, I made it. Like, we did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, what other kind of alternative bands did they have, Motown? They, I don't think they did. They wow, that's I can't cool. Think of any. Yeah. yeah. So you really believe in you took a chance. And yeah. Like, wow. It was and awesome. So that was like 2007, the Grammy, Grammy stuff, right? Yep. Did you guys go to the Grammy Awards? Yep, it was the 50th, so it was wow. pretty big. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a wild time. And who, and who, <laughs> and who won it in that category? Who won? I want to say <laughs> it was like Chemical Brothers. Okay. I want to say it was like a, like just a bigger name right, kind right. of thing had put out an album that year. And there was a bunch of controversy because it was like, I mean, we were like, if you come see one of our shows, it's a rock show. Yeah. Like we go, we go off. Yeah. And there was a lot of people that we, it was best electronic album. Right. So there's a lot of people like, oh, this should be in like, you know, the rock category or whatever. Um, but that's like what Mikey and I brought to the band, you know, where we that's what makes a good band like it really just is like when you have this fusion like you can have someone who's like the heart of it but like shine to guns really was like a summation of four yeah yeah of course that like made a thing and you had your your hardcore punk energy on stage like going off yeah it was yeah i can't even tell you like how happy it would make me like after you go you go to the merch table and there's like guys that want to like take like x up pictures with you and, like, <laughs> and i'm thinking about myself this is a giant toy gun show but i'm so like this is sick like just that we were accepted you know yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was just cool yeah uh, and hopefully i think that just comes down to the songwriting yeah. you know that it was it was real it wasn't just like a sh- i'm i'm super happy to be a part of that band I love, and so you in there for like four years like 2004 2008 <sighs> yeah to like non nonstop. we toured the same album so we had put the album Damn. out ourselves. When we were doing all that touring, we'd printed like two, three thousand copies. So we're selling, we sell all those. We sell, we do another version of it. So when the major label one came out, it was technically the third version of the album. Wow, dude. So the label put us in the studio with a producer named Mark Saunders who had done like um, Cindy Lauper and uh, what else did he do? I mean, that's good enough to me, man. Cindy Lauper, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I love Cindy. I know. Sweetness that I'm thinking of. What, what? Oh yeah, Buffalo Stand. Yeah, Needy like, Cherry. Yeah, yeah. He, wow, he dude. had done that. So we were like, yeah, great song. So we we like re rejudged the album with him. Wow. Yeah. What happened to Needy Cherry, man? That song was a banger, yeah, bro. A Buffalo banger. Stand. I love it. Still a great song. I know he's other songs she had after that, but like, I think she was related to somebody or. Uh, yeah. The, I was. It's so stupid. I was going to say Buck Cherry. That's a band. But there's <laughs> Nina Cherry. She was related to somebody else. She, she could look it up. I swear to God. She's Eagle Eye oh, really? Cherry. What? Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye Cherry. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Really? Boom. Yeah. Huh. D-Block. Without my Google. Thanks for the assist, D-Block. I didn't need Googles for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's right over on the counter. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's another song. That's after you guys got back together, though. But So when the band breaks up, that's like 2008-ish? Yeah. So, you know, we have all these crazy moments we played Kanye's birthday party straight on 
Dude, that's when. How old was he? When was that? Like, were you? <sighs> this is like I want to like. What album did he have out then? You remember? I'm trying to think of what era it was because it was like 2007. You Damn. can you can look up his. Uh, he threw a birthday party like. Uh, he got the Louis Vuitton store in New York, and it was like Jesus, us and John Legend. Wow. wow. To this day. I do not know why we were asked to do yeah, this. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, how? That's and fucking amazing. And I had my dog on the road, and, like, there's a picture of me on the red carpet, like, with my dog and Kanye. It's crazy. Holy shit. That's incredible. Yeah. So you're doing crazy random shows yeah, like so, that, too? so we're doing, like, all this, like, crazy stuff that you don't even... We were so in the thick of it and on the road that, like, we didn't even, like, feel the success. I don't know how else to explain that, but, like, yeah, when yeah, I look yeah. back, like, we didn't enjoy it. We were just in it, like, just Grinding, trying to, like, just trying to get the machine going. So then we um, we do this, like, final tour, and we kind of know, like, it's time. You guys just burnt. We're, we're so burnt, and there is a yeah. lot of tension in, in the band. and But so there's just, like, a lot of... And when on the road with the sounds, Maya literally said, you guys are going to break up. Wow. You guys are grinding too hard and you're not taking care of your friendships. She's like, it's going to happen. Mm. And I just remember thinking like, whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love them, but I was like, I just didn't believe it. Yeah, you're in your own fucking, yeah. Yeah. And then, so uh, was, I was dating our front house guy at the time and mm. I, you know, been on the road <laughs> for so many years. Right. And I, he, we were like, let's go to Sweden. For a couple of weeks and I talked to Jeremy it was like hey is this cool can I go to Sweden for a couple of weeks and he's like yeah we're gonna go back to Oklahoma oh I remember the story okay, I don't want to get too deep in it because yeah, it yeah, sounds like it's hashing up old stuff but I basically went to Sweden and while I was there I got a call from the manager hey Jeremy and Chad want to talk and they proceeded to tell me that Shiny Tokens was over not that I was dropped but Shiny Tokens was over wow and, you know if you need any help let us know and I just bawling because like, it's just yeah. like it's all I've known in my adult life. We yeah. worked really hard for it. And they just basically said, we're not happy. And that was really hard. You know, it's like your brothers. Y- yeah, Even if you fight with them, they're still like course. love forever. Yeah. And um, just confusion and what am I going to do? And I went back inside and for some reason, my, ev- my the first thing I wanted to do was check our MySpace page. Like, surely they haven't said anything, right? You know, myspace.com sh- forward slash shiny toy guns and uh, it was all HTML so you could change it over all at once. Uh. It was all changed. Um, every mention of me had been taken off of wow. of everything. They uh, you know, had tried to erase me. So wow. you never got to talk to your bandmates directly? No, no. So that call I did. The manager was like, hey, you want to talk to him? Okay. So I I remember sending Jeremy an email. It just said, shiny toy guns going on without me. I'm broken. That's all I could say. Yeah. Is Shine Tokens going on without me? I'm broken. And uh and then I proceeded to like to watch them, you know, introduce the new girl and and put yeah. out put out yeah. an album without me. That's right. And they, you know you know, it's crazy because like for all of that, you know, there was a lot of just like miscommunication and yeah. they've like explained to me stuff that like they were feeling at that time and whatever. And I think at the end of the day, none of that should happen. You know, but they put out an album called Season of Poison and there's, you know, there's a lot of darkness on that album that I, I don't identify with and I kind of do feel like they're, the universe kind of saved me from yeah. being a part of some of that darker stuff. Yeah. That wasn't me, you know? Yeah. And it was also a time where I really wanted to be, I wasn't involved with the writing in the first record, but I wanted to be, you know? So, yeah. Um, so a lot of people don't know that throughout that whole period with the other singer, like they were calling me, like, crying and you know they 
reaching out and stuff yeah before they released their album that was mastered they sent it to me and said we want to redo it like we we already we don't want to do this yeah they were already scared and at that point like i was just too broken yeah I, so you're still in sweden right yeah i'm yeah. still in sweden that's one that for, for the first time i i experienced anxiety like real like anytime anyone would bring it up just start shaking wow like, and i didn't even like know what it was before then um Anyways, so, you know, they eventually sent me an email like, hey, we want to come to Sweden. It's crazy email. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. So they're like, hey, we want to come to Sweden. And I was like, hey, like, all is for, I'm a big forgiveness person. Like, I don't, I don't hold on to, to grudges. It's, it's, mm. it's not good for you. No, I love that. Um, so I was just like, all is forgiven. Like, I love you guys, but like, don't bother coming here. Like, it's not like you're going to convince me to be back in the band. Mm. And they sent me their flight itinerary. So Damn. Jeremy just shows up and it's like he, he he and Mikey come and it's like a day hasn't passed. It's like instant. I mean, when That's I amazing. when I say these are my brothers, like no matter what we've been through, we've been through more on the good side. Like yeah. I love them. And it was like a day hasn't passed. And I remember my head just being like, damn it. Like it just feels so good to see them. Like yeah. I just miss them. How long had it been like since you getting that email and then that put the record out like uh, was a couple years for putting the like third how long album out? yeah like how long been like the break from you being in the band uh like two years okay something like that that's a long time too though yeah so they fly out and I, I say no i you know we have a great time but i say no like it's just too hard to imagine going back and uh at, in at, at its core i had already mourned yeah. I had already been like, you know, you chose somebody else. And for me, like even in a relationship, if I was yeah. dating someone and I felt like they didn't want me, I wasn't fighting for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like. Where, where do you think the disconnect happened? I mean, you this was something that came out of nowhere. Was it something that you're feeling as it was going on? Like uh, For them to actually choose to go. Uh, well, yeah. I think I think it just came down to looking for someone to blame. Okay. And I, makes, yeah. and honestly, the way when I look back, I think when Jen, Chad and Jeremy envisioned the band, it wasn't like the super co, you know, situation mm -hmm. of guy. I think it was more like Chad with like some girl doing some stuff, maybe doing like the step touch with a guitar kind of vibe. Mm. But, you know, ain't nobody give me an instrument. So I just, I just went for it. Yeah. And I think that it was hard for them that people were drawn to me. Yeah. You know, and you think because sometimes a lot there's people talking from the outside. They're like, oh, you guys. You know, I mean, this cooks in the kitchen. There, yeah. But Managers yeah. and labels and all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I, you know, there's probably to this day like a lot that I don't know. I just know that like when they when they came back and I I had to make the decision yeah, of like, yeah. am I going to do this or not? I, I did it knowing that I couldn't step back on how I was feeling. It had to be I was going to come back healed and I didn't want to like look back on anything. Right. You know, it was just like, yeah. if we're going to do it for real, like we're all good now. And yeah. we are all good. Like I, and we're still shining toy guns, you know, to this day. So yeah. we put out uh, a third album. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, my son's in the video for one of the songs. True. For fading mm. listening. Yeah. Great fucking he song. I'll show it. you later. It's such a beautiful song. And Max is young. There's a bunch of kids playing in the studio. Max is playing drums in it. Nice. Yeah, I watched it the other night. It just still gave me like goosebumps. It's, 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 so a, cute. it's a great song, though. Oh, thank you. That was amazing. But did you do another project too in between that or yeah, no? Yeah, so in Sweden, we did Versant during yeah, that time. Heartbeat EP. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that was all Daniel and I. Okay. That was just the two of us. We had um, 
we had three other guys or two other guys that were like in the band, but Daniel and I did all the music for you that. You got to write songs and yeah, I would say get like it out and shit probably. I I wrote I've written my entire life, but yeah. mostly lyrics, like you know, just folders and folders and folders of poetry and just you know words. Yeah, and you never run out of things to sing about and talk about, huh? No, not really. You make your music the whole time I've known you. Like it's crazy, like <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> and then. Sweden was like the first time that I was like, I know Quick Escapes was the first like front to back song I wrote completely by myself for that EP. And I absolutely fell in love with songwriting. And I, I thank the experience of being kicked out of Shining Two Guns for that because it literally, it was like, okay, so these, you know, you don't just have people writing songs for you anymore. Yeah. Like, can you do it? And I have since, like, I have so deeply fallen in love with songwriting. It's such a part of me for myself, for other people. Yeah, you do co-writing too. Yeah, 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 I love it. Um, and that was the real, like, you know, push the bird out of the nest. And so that. when you come back, you're like, hey, well, if I'm going to come back in, I'm writing songs and this is yeah, how Yeah, and I didn't be. even have to ask. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. They, they wanted that. And, yeah. Uh, they, it was, they, they wanted Daniel in the band too. So we brought Daniel back as a kind of a, a producer and also a multi-instrumentalist. Okay. So um, he was he was actually really integral in, in the third album as well. And did, he didn't end up lasting in the band, you know. Yeah. But. Um, and how was that record? How was people, the, kid, the fans love that record? You know, when I, in retrospect, oh, I love the album. I, yeah. You know, we, we worked really hard on that. We spent like two years like really honing that. Wow. But um, I think when I look back, we were so desperate because they changed who Shine Toy Guns was so much on the second album. I think we were so desperate to show the world that we were still the Shine Toy Guns they fell in love with yeah. that we didn't move forward. Mm. And the song, and that's just me being like just honest like with yeah, myself. Yeah. The song Fading Listening that Max, you know, played yeah. in the video, I think it was one of the later ones that we did and if we had done an album like right after that, that was the direction we were yeah. heading. That was like the, it would have been more of that. Yeah. But yeah, I think we failed to to really step forward because of that. We were just so desperate to go, it's still us guys, yeah. you know? And that probably wasn't what we should have done. And how did the record do with the different singer? Do you have any idea? The people, the fans, like, were they like, who's this? Who knows, right? I mean, it had its, it, it did its thing. Yeah, but the yeah, fans, yeah. um, it made me really happy because the fans kind of continued to ask for me. It's awesome. And I, you know, I had my own anxiety in Sweden just going, I'm going to get forgotten. Mm -hmm. They don't care, you know. And in the beginning, and some of the super fans will probably remember this, but in the beginning, before they announced who it was, there was rumors that it was one of the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. And I was, I was like, oh. Nicole, okay. what's her name? Nicole or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... But it turns out uh, <laughs> Sicily, what, like, was there was a like Audition? a reality show ah. of, to be one of the Pussycat Dolls, and she was like on in the early stages of that mm. show. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I knew, <laughs> I knew, I knew her, you know, just from like the LA scene, like, yeah, you know, I, you know, whatever. I don't want to. No, I hear you. So you rejoined like in 2011. Yeah, so I fly back in 2011 to America, and we start making the record it's awesome who produced it chad jeremy and daniel oh wow that's awesome yeah no nobody else wow it's just called three right mm -hmm. it's awesome and you were doing co-writing too for yeah. other people too during the time in sweden too or more in america 
Uh, no, that kind of started later. The yeah. when I once I started my my solo stuff. Yeah. Uh, Ghost writing too and stuff. Yeah, That's I awesome. signed. Uh, I signed a publishing deal and a record deal at the same time. I, think I remember that. Yeah. And the publishing, you know, they. It's a lot of people say publishing deals where artists go to die, like especially just like in the L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artist scene, and I did not have that experience. Like they never, like I still have two songs that are like the biggest that I've ever written that I'm just waiting. I'm just, I'm, they're not. It's not time for them yet, but they're like timeless, wow. so it's okay. I'm. There's no rush, you know. That you wrote for yourself or other people? For myself, okay. like I have this song, Freedom. That's it's my my baby, and it's it's almost like everything I'm doing is so that I can get to freedom. And wow. it's a piano ballad. It's like not even like, but that's. That's my like what I want to get to is freedom is show the world. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And so that was so that shiny toy guns record came out and you just toured on that for a while and you guys are back together. Yeah, toured on that for a while. Um, we were signed to a label. It was called Eleven Seven. It's a lot of new metal. Huh. Very interesting experience. Not a good fit for us. They put us on tour with like Dirty Heads and it was, <laughs> it was like wow. Yeah, it was. So from a Motown label to a new metal label. Wow. Okay. So, uh, not a, it, w- it was kind of experimental for them. Yeah. And didn't work. That mm. experiment did not pan out. And it was right at the tail end of that where I got offered, you know, a record deal. It was when John Janik was leaving Atlantic and he was going to take Jimmy Iovine's spot and I was his first signing. Wow. And the manager of Shine Toy Guns, like, kind of had a heart to, he, we had a new, new manager named Ari and he, I had a heart to heart with him. I was like, I feel this is an opportunity I, I have to take and he's like you do have to take it I don't even know if the guys know that but wow you know. it's nice been doing solo since then yeah yeah I mean there's been like you know a festival here or there that Shine Toy Guns yeah we always say like we're gonna do a fourth album it's just it's gonna feel right for all of us all of a sudden to make a fourth record you right. know because I think on that third record we felt forced and you know yeah. we felt like we've got to do something and if we make a fourth record, I want it to be relevant. I want it to be where I'm at, where Chad's at, where Jeremy's at, where Mikey's at. Like we actually do something that's all of us now and not yeah, just what right. we think our friends right. want us to do that we once were. And I know that deal come. I'm I'm mm-hmm. not stressed about it. I know our <laughs> I know our fans are, but yeah, <laughs> definitely exciting for yeah, sure. It is. You know, yeah, for, I mean, especially for yourselves, you yeah, know, because you'd be able to hear. You know the growth and the changes, 100%. and and I and I agree. Like taking your time is the the best. You know, Me to too. really let it, you know, not rush anything. And, yeah, and yeah. I have like. Sounds like you have so many songs. They just. I have my my reasons for like staying on the course in my solo. Yeah. So in the last like three months, I don't even know if I should talk about it, but in the last like <laughs> three months, I maybe three to six months, I really like, all of a sudden started feeling like myself again. I started feeling post-baby yeah. that I was like back. It happens. You really have a come-to-Jesus moment when you have a kid. You're like, mm-hmm. what's important now? Like where... I agree. Where do I... Do I want to be gone all the time? Do I? What do I want to do? Is this still super important to me? And you see the world totally different. Yep. And because they're number one. And yeah. literally everything that I do is out of excess of, of her. Yeah. Of what I have to give her and what I love to give her. So, you know, at some point I decided, like, I do. I do want to do this. And um, and it, when we moved to Atlanta, Spencer kind of joined. Like, it's so now it's okay. to, it's a total duo now. It's not awesome. just me. And I was floating around L.A. 
with different producers yeah. trying to find my sound. Yes. And I ended up marrying like someone who like is blowing my mind. We have the same sensibilities. We have the same taste. Like, and the stuff like Hallelujah is like the real first. Like he did the whole world. He did Changing yeah. the Water. Like, but this is the first song that I've put out that feels like it's me right now. It's awesome. You know, that's yeah. like, this is me and this is the direction that I'm heading. It's not just like an older song. It's not, you know, it's like, this is where I'm at and it's super exciting and it feels, I feel way more confident, you know, having Spencer and not feeling alone in that and knowing yeah. that like, if anything happens, like we can just keep it going. It's not like, oh, I got to call an old producer. And yeah. So he produces out. too. And he also plays drumming, plays drums. Oh, my favorite it, drummer. Yeah, my, okay. my absolute favorite drummer. Um, uh, it's like David Sandstrom, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Spencer and Aaron Spears, who is like Usher Ariana. He's insane. That's awesome. Um, but so Hallelujah is a full length record. No, Hallelujah is just a, a single. Song. Okay, it's okay. Just a, it's just a song, and it's the vibe. And then, I mean, I don't want to spill too much of what what's coming, but like Hallelujah is what I'm really hoping sets it off. Okay. So that's really exciting. I mean, the first one you dropped was "Don't Say a Word." That was the first singles you were dropped back yeah, then, 2016. Yeah, that was that was like the first. And again, like there's only I would say like Versant was the closest thing sonically that I was able to just go like at the time, like this is what, this is me. Like yeah. I, at the time I was super influenced by like Muse and Mew and like super dark, you know, like guitar and yeah. um, so high, high energy, loud drums. Like that's what I wanted. And, uh, you know, Shine Toy Guns, when I came back for album three, like that felt appropriate at the time. So in my solo stuff, like I really didn't know because I, I love to wail. Like, yeah, I, I always have. And then at some, <laughs> at some point I was like, I don't want to be like the demi of all. Like, I don't, you know, it's <laughs> just like, do it. Cause you got it. Like, I, that's not my vibe. Like, yeah. So I've, it's been fun to find like, cause also like, I don't want to sing like a 12 song set where it's just like yeah. at your peak. Like right. yeah, I wasn't yeah. doing myself any favors. Cause I did play a couple, sh <laughs> I played a couple shows and I'm like, damn, like every song's up there. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Like, yeah. I'm excited for Hallelujah. And they all have like their own different kind of flow. Like the gold plated too. Like yeah. Just, yeah. Like gold plated is, is to this day, like that's, that's my, like okay. gold. I, I'm so proud of gold plated. It's cause it is, it's like just enough touch of like the urban influence that yeah. like I've always had. That's just like, oh, I love gold plated. Yeah. I'm dying to play it live again. And then you dropped an EP, Watch Me EP. Dropped an uh, Watch Me EP, and it got taken down. Why? Uh, the the producer of the song Watch Me, it wasn't his fault. It was his, like, manager slash... Mm. It was, like, one of those all-in-one, like, manager, attorney, blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. kind of things. And uh, she sent an email. After we came to all these terms. They asked for crazy things that nobody else did, but we agreed because it was last minute. We were just like, whatever we have to agree was your cover song on there or something no but so after the song comes out she's like you know by the way like i want to make sure that jonathan can use this production for other people like what do you mean you're going to take this track and give it to someone like <laughs> what? and we're like no like my attorney's like mm, no that's not how this works and she asked for something else and they just are like hard no that this is not how wow. the music industry works that you would even ask for that and um they she didn't even know how to do it. So she 
filed a, like a copyright complaint with Spotify, not even the distributor, with Spotify. Spotify sent it to like TuneCore or whoever I had released it through. TuneCore doesn't even ask questions. They just take it down. Wow. And I was so broken because that was like my first real effort that I had worked years for. Yeah. And all my like confidence, everything. It's so embarrassing. Like all of a sudden your music's just taken down. That's and insane. In the middle of like the first week, first yeah. week or two of its release when you're really trying to push, it's gone. So you can't re-release those songs ever? No, so I can. Okay. And honestly, I could have, in retrospect, I could have just put it back up. Yeah. Like she had taken it down. Like they had taken it down in error. I hadn't done anything wrong. Mm. Um, and when I when I do put out an album, like those songs are going to come back. But yeah. But right now is not the time to put out an old song. Like to to look back. Like yeah. I, the songs are going to come back. They're still a huge part of my journey. But I, it's just hard for me. I've got to I've got to move forward. Yeah. You know. So that's why those will come on the album. And so what inspired, obviously you're an outcast fan doing the whole world song and video. I thought it was awesome. Thank you. And then you said Big Boy like liked it and stuff. It's, ama- it's amazing. Dude, I, that was just fun. We, yeah. We did, um, we did Change in the Water and then we didn't want, I was literally in the shower and all of a sudden that chorus, the whole world. And I, yeah. I'm like, I have to cover that. I, I have to cover it. And you know, Spencer's from... Spencer's from Atlanta. Like, yeah. You know, that's like covering ABBA in Sweden. Which, <laughs> yeah, totally. Which, by the way, I did. So I have a knack <laughs> for like touching the untouchable. Um, <laughs> whether I should or not. Um, so Spencer's like, uh, you know, like, you know, and I knew they were untouchable, but I was like, we can pull it off. Has yeah. anybody ever covered that song before? I'm sure they have, okay. but I haven't, you know. No, nah, it was amazing. It. The video to everything. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, I, we had a, ball with that i literally was just like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and like and i rewrote i hope they're okay with this but i completely rewrote <laughs> under 3000s and killing mike's verses mm. like com- not the words yeah i kept the words the ones i was allowed to say exactly there's some words shout out to killer mike we love killer mike yeah oh my god huge fan but there you know there's some words i'm, I'm not allowed to say yeah and <laughs> respect <laughs> <laughs> so i worked around those <laughs> and <laughs> And then rewrote the melodies completely. I wrote melodies wow. for them. So, you know, uh, Killer Mike's was the easiest because the cadence was just play a rhyme. Like, you know, it's just yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. But I knew that the flex would be Big Boy's works because it was so intricate. He's just so good. Mm-hmm. So I just practiced and practiced and practiced until I had it. Like, Wow. Is there any recordings of you rhyming ever in your life? I'm sure there is. Okay. I'm sure there is. Like, I've always, I've always loved to do that. But yeah. And I think in the future, I, I might like infuse that a little bit just mm. because it'd be fun. You got bars? No. <laughs> <laughs> so the Outcast card, that was just for fun to put it out, make the video. Pretty much. Like we, awesome. we, yeah. wanted, we didn't want like the rest of the year to go by yeah. without you know, any giving people anything. So w- that was just sort of like a fun, uh, a fun thing to do. You know? yeah. let's, let's waste, waste our savings on this. And then you have like the song Come Down. <laughs> have live from the empty sanctuary <laughs> yeah so we did come down uh with band of you that was which is like old friends of mine and that was dope and then we did uh live from empty sanctuary which was so fun we so where was it actually live from from a sanctuary okay sick. And there's okay. like a series called live from empty sanctuary okay. and they do um they do art like they did lecrae you know and stuff like that yeah. but they were like do you like, we want you to just like do two of your songs and I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I thought it was going to be kind of intimate. But I, like I said earlier, like I have one speed. So I was like, I'm going to show up, do what I do. I don't know. <laughs> and um, 
And that's in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. And we got like a, a whole choir, which is like the dream, you know, would be like, a tour with a choir. Yeah. With a full gospel choir. Like that would be, That'd be the, amazing. The video is amazing. I have to say. Yeah, right. Thank I, you so much. It was really cool because I didn't know what to to expect. And so when you're singing and then the camera pulls out, I was and like, reveals. "Yo, that's what's up." I was like, "That's <laughs> yeah. so cool." But it had such a a strong impact. And then um it was shot really beautifully. Yeah, they killed and, uh, it. And 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 you kill it. I mean, it was my first time hearing it and seeing it. I was like, "Oh, see see what's going on here. And then I was like, oh, wow. I was like, there's a choir. And then, I, I don't know, I, last night I was listening to some interview you did with someone. I don't remember. But I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to turn off the lights. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and you said something where I was like, wait a minute. I got to get up and write this down because it was something about lyrics. But anyway, um, were you influenced by, like, you, was it Nat King Cole? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah, Nat King so Cole, it was Nat King wow. Cole and, and gospel. So, so how did that come in, like being from Southern that, California? It's, crazy. <laughs> it's interesting. No, right. So I was, I mean, I was raised in the church and like that. Oh, you were? There we go. I was raised in the church okay. and I have gospel and like. So there was, was there a band in the church or, or just a choir, like a full on choir? Both. Both. Okay. Band and choir. Nice. Yeah. And okay. I've, Me I've too. always, <laughs> I've always been drawn to gospel music and I've, you know, it's been a long time like figuring out like just the right, right touch of it, you know, mm-hmm. figuring that out. But like, like I said, like the dream. But that's when it made sense when I heard that interview and I saw the videos. Like, ah. so I've always yeah. been, right. I've always been a tone. Like, if, if I like a singer, it's because of their tone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, like, because I do believe anyone can sing. But like, your tone is like, is what's gonna get people to really open up to what you're saying. Yeah. And, uh, I think I like you're born with a tone or not. You know, like you either have that or not, and then you can work on acrobatics. But like, yeah, crooners and like people with like real warm voices, like that's what I'm drawn to. And Nat King Cole from like super young age was like just on vinyl, like mm-hmm. just playing Nat King Cole. Loved Nat King Cole. That's awesome. I think Derek could be a good crooner. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe that. You know, I, I'm just still <laughs> learning. You know, it's a about your voice, yeah. I Different mean, tones I, of your voice. Absolutely, I, I think it's a process, you know. It also depends on what you're going through in your life has yep. a big uh, impact. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The sound that's coming out, even if it's people are playing an instrument and yeah. music changes. But what's really cool is like what you were saying about your personality, like being in that music, you know, with the changes, like you said on the the album three was it three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you trying to do something from the past that you felt like okay like fans yeah. this is what they want to hear but in actuality what's so interesting i think about artists is when you get to hear what they're doing in the moment mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so special you know yep. that that moment like oh you know it's not trying to go back or go forward it's like what's happening and now. that's that right there is where i finally feel like i am with this song and the right. next one i'm just like Right on. I'm in it. And then you can evolve from there. Yes, exactly. But it's, I mean, I have like a Dropbox of 150 fold songs that I, I love. I believe it, man. Like I, yeah. I, when I was here, when I was living in LA, I was doing like eight sessions a week. Damn. Some doubles. Like I literally just have song after song after song. Some are, some are misses. Like, all, you know, like yeah, some yeah. are, but just, I have so many songs that I love. Um, and I like how you push yourself too and try different styles and push your singing in different Poppy or everything, dancey or... Yeah, and now 
And you're living in the now and not in the past. Yeah, I have to. I love that. Because you probably have a bunch of songs that are pretty dope. You mentioned the one, but that you could drop it. Like, nah, I'm working on the one right now. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm being more intentional with, like, making sure people understand what my intentions are. Yeah. Which I don't think I've done in the past. I think, I, it, you know, this is my time to go, like, put it on a silver platter, make it simple. This is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. No, no confusion. What's the song called where you ride the bicycle and stuff? Dirt bike. The dirt bike, yeah. <laughs> What's that one? Uh, the video came out recently. Gold plated. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so gold plated had a, had a BMX in it, but Hallelujah is the song that's about come to come. Out, yeah, is like based. It's like what most of it is. So okay. when Spencer and I lived here, we lived in our house in Sherman Oaks. We didn't have a car at first. Yeah. So we got these BMX bikes, and we just romp everywhere. Like that's yeah. what we did. <laughs> we just you know put hoodies on and just you know that we were just reckless. And then you have a kid. Yeah, you know, and you, <laughs> we had a kid, we got a car, we grew up a little bit, and all of a sudden, like, kind of didn't really, really ride bikes anymore. Yeah. And then when we moved into this town that we live in now, it's a hundred miles of golf cart path. So we just wow started riding Sweet. again. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. We, we didn't get a second car. We got a dope golf cart. Okay. It's awesome. That's sick. Yeah. That's how you cruise around. That's how we. That's literally how we go to Target. Like, get, wow. go get dinner on the golf cart. It's sick. Sounds like a nice, simple, chill life out there, man. I want one. You want a golf cart? Hell yeah. I can see you. <laughs> Do you have to have a driver's license to drive that around? No, you just have to be like 15. Oh, you're chilling. Yeah, Derek's yeah. good. I'm good. Wow. It's so fun. Cool. I don't know how I would not have that life now. Yeah. I'm so used to it. So you, you seem like you're happy in where you're at in your life right now. You're in a good place. I'm ha- I'm like, I've always called myself terminally optimistic, and I, I just feel that again. I don't think I did for a minute. Yeah. And now I finally feel like career-wise or path-wise, like it doesn't matter. I'm not concerned with like winning. I'm just, I'm happy. I'm so proud of this song. I'm proud of like, just the art that Spencer and I are making. I'm yeah. just excited. It's just like... Let's go have some fun. Like we we made something that we love, and as an artist, that's what it should be. Yeah, it should be something mm-hmm. that you love that you would want to listen to. And if I had a friend that put this song out, I'm telling you, I you know I'd be amped. Yeah, so yeah. I love it. Did you feel like you put pressure on yourself for a lot of years after Shining oh, yeah. Gun to like either make a hit or have like a banger or like something to get Dude, your name out there? Even in even in Versant, like you know, people were like, "Where's your You Were the One?" You mm. know, we would talk to record labels that were like, "You don't have your You Were the One." And that was hard for me, you know, but, and then when you move, when I'm out here in LA, everybody's, I'm writing with massive writers and producers yeah. that are all trying to get the single. And even uh, we have, I've written big songs, but they're not my vibe. Yeah. And that's the tricky part is finding a song that doesn't sound too pop. Cause I'm not trying to do something too pop. That's not me. Yeah. I, I, it's always been shine to guns kind of struggled with this as well. Like not, not being cookie cutter yeah writing you know the lines of these genres and i here i am finding myself doing that if you pull it off it's massive yeah if you pull it off and you you pave a new way for a lot of people but you know i i can't like i can't just do something and i'd had people you know that whole wave even kind of before billy when people were doing like the real small pretty voice yeah you know i had a lot of people tell me just do that like it's a no-brainer just do that (laughs) And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Cause that's, uh, I literally, have, I've had people in my life say, find what it is that you do better than anyone else and exploit the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you win, win, not just like win for a moment. And yeah. You perfectionist. Oh yeah. Struggle with it. 
straight up. Mm-hmm. Same, same with Spencer. That. So we're just, you know, trying. I'm trying to not let him be a precious and he's yeah. trying to do the same for me, you know, like. Yeah. We let each other speak in each other lives, each other's lives like that. But Would you ultimately be like put a full length record out and go on tour and mm-hmm. do all that? Yeah. That's that's like where we where we want to go. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard to do before you have a song off the ground. So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping that between the song and the next song that I'm in a place where I can where we can go. Like we you think you, you put it out yourself and make demos and shop around. Like, well, how would you do it? You I think? think probably the next round. But, you know, it's a numbers game right now. And I'm, yeah. I'm not even complaining about that. Like, that's just the state. And I think the people who like complain about you know, labels or whatever, it's just like that's that's a business decision that they've made. And yeah. You sign to a major like that's a business decision in and of itself. So just even hearing you say that, just I mean, majors are such dinosaurs now. Like, you even need a label anymore. Yeah. Right. So if I can establish what it is I'm trying to do on my own, there's so much power in that to then go to someone and be like, "Look, it's working. Yeah, help yeah. me." You know, if if I feel like I need that in the moment. So mm-hmm. again, like, I believe it. I'm going to continue to self fund, you know, to the best of my ability. I believe it's so much in this song. It's just a matter of exposure. Yeah. How do you get it to people? How do you get it to more ears? I know, man. It's a game. I it's mean, YouTube crazy. helps, obviously, putting I mean, a video on YouTube. There's so many different ways nowadays. With the know? internet and social yeah. media and all that. But it's like algorithms, just all that shit. It's, it's, it's a different game. It's such a game right now. And you've been through indies, majors, it's everything. I've had like six record deals. <laughs> That's crazy. It's publishing. I know. It's stupid. I've, you know, two of those for my solo stuff. But you've stayed busy and done, done what you love for such a long time, making music, though. It's incredible, though. Yeah, I've. Like you grind, you hustled hard. Just enough to like continue to do what I love. Like yeah. I, and and not be, you know, too hungry. Just a little hungry, you know? Yeah. Do hungry you enough ev- to want it. Do you have any major regrets in your life? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Being, I don't know how I would have changed this, but being bulimic for 13 years, mm. stole. Stole so much of my life. Mm. It's one of the biggest reasons I'm still going is because I feel robbed. I feel robbed of all those years. Like two weeks ago, I was looking at some old pictures. Like even when we first started, I look disgusting. I look so sick. And I, it's crazy because I kind of want to make like, like a video about this to people who are addicts or, or have eating disorders or whatever. Cause it could I, help you. Your story could help people. I thought to myself that I was a high functioning bulimic. I thought like I had it together. Greg knew me through this, you know, Greg knew me and loved me through this. What you up know? Greg? We love you. Um, but I, I thought I, I had it together and mm. I, w- I could still sing. I'd throw up right before I went on stage. Wow. Straight up. I, I was, I was sick, sick. Holy people, shit. People didn't realize. Like I remember you being scared. I never even thought about that. Like, fuck. It was, it was constant. And you know, like I'm a small, I'm a small person. Yeah. But it was like making me like gaunt, you know, like that heroin chic kind of like, it was like, but my face, I, everything just looks so so sick and sullen and wow. I, when i look at those pictures who knew about it your family it makes me so uh, everybody okay. yeah like you know I, I never really like hit it but i definitely wasn't like the person who was doing it for attention it was it was for my it was my own demon like i i was just addicted to consumption at the time mm. what was anyway. the turnaround you yeah i was gonna ask you so here's the crazy thing i did a lot of stuff to try to get rid of it you know uh whether rehab or therapy or whatever the only way, and it sucks because I don't know if this could help anybody, but the one day, this is the only thing that makes sense to me, one day it no longer served me. Wow. And it hurts me to even realize 
that that is so true that I was leaning on it. Yeah. That even though I was trying so hard to get rid of it and pray it away, like I tried everything. Yeah. It didn't matter. I it I still was using it, and that's why I continued. It continued to manifest and have such control on me because wow. I was using it to regulate everything. We're mm. talking regulating the good times. It was just like right, the bad times, anything. It was just like I, if I felt too much, I, you've known me. Yeah. I am pretty much myself anytime you meet me. There, yeah. there isn't like this, I, I don't PMS. Like I don't. Like I, I literally, <laughs> I, I'm such a dude in that way. Like I literally, I'm uh-huh. just, you meet me and I'm going to be me. You're going to be meeting yeah. me. That's, there's no like two highs and lows. And I think anytime I would feel something high or low, I would regulate that. Which is like, oh, no, no, no. You know, like that's... <coughs> I would self-medicate, you know, and, and uh, it's sick, but it's a huge regret of mine that I, I, I don't know what I would have done differently because I genuinely was trying and yeah. people around me were trying, but somewhere it's like you, you picture like the cogs in a machine and all of a sudden everything in my life aligned, which makes me feel like I was unaligned. That whole time there was something in me yeah. that needed what I was doing. Yeah. And I don't mean that it served me, but it did. And one day it no longer served me and it wasn't a fight. It was gone. And this is something that strong armed me for 13 years. 13 years. Crazy. For 13 years, it ate me alive, tried to kill me. And I. Did you almost die a couple of times? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I was, I was hospital. I mean, not, not like on my deathbed, but definitely in the hospital. So weak, you know, like once or twice on tour. What was the lightest you weighed? Do you remember? Were you obsessed with your weight too back then? Like not really, but I definitely believed the lie that it was the <laughs> that it was the bulimia that was keeping me skinny. Mm. And then that was that was crazy. The afterwards, I was like, "Wait, I'm still skinny." How was I mean? How was it to perform without having any energy? Well, you know, like again, like the whole lie that you're a high functioning, whatever. Like I would eat just enough. Okay. Yeah. You know, and then you've got adrenaline when you're on stage. You know, like. True. That could fuck you. Throw it up too. They're throwing up and stuff. I feel so. Yeah, I've probably mentioned like two or three th- reasons that I'm still going. One of the biggest reasons that I'm still going, cause I've been a professional singer my whole life, and I feel like the world doesn't know how I can sing. Wow. I feel like an ox right now. I feel like, <laughs> give me the mic. You feel like you have a lot to prove still? Um, I feel like I, I had so much robbed from me. I thought I could still sing, and now I'm like, oh, no, I can sing, everyone. Just give me... Yeah, your solo stuff is it's powerful. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, because yeah. I listened to stuff that you did before, and I was like, oh, "Okay, let me hear solo stuff now." Because <laughs> I was like, mm, "You know, it's cool." But then, <laughs> but then, I mean, it was like, "Yo, she can." Yeah, she can really can sing. sing. Yeah, thank you. And then it really tied in with like, and I'll come back to that like gospel. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah, I yeah. Mean, those singers, you know, from a church and things like that. The musicians, the the players that are coming from that world are just the best in yeah. the music industry they always have been yeah. yeah you know just the the power that they're able to give but i could really see in the video with with the choir and then there's just like oh you went over the top of the choir you know in the in the chorus i was like my god i was like who knew you know <laughs> coming you know your voice coming from such a small frame i was just yeah. like really impressive i have to say <laughs> that so, means so yeah. much but I, I think that you're really on the right path you know a hundred percent thank like, you that's um, coming honestly like like toby introduced me to you as far as like oh check her out and i was like all right all right all right and then i was just like <laughs> whoa like whoa okay all right and i was like 
you know, it was really I can't cool. even tell you how much that means to me. Truly. I, I'm, I, I, I'm fighting and I want it. Like I, I feel, I feel more confident than I used to. You know, there's been mm. a lot of times in my life where I'm like, Oh, I hope people like this. And I'm like, oh. are you worst critic? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that, like alter ego vibe where like, yeah. I'm so insecure, but, I think all musicians are in a sense. But man, oh yeah, and that's yeah. art, you yeah, know? Like totally. how do you create vulnerable art if you're not, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And like you know, I'm I'm such a positive person. Yep. But I think I genuinely think that's because I put it all in my music. I don't write happy songs. My music is so sorrowful. I am drawn to sad songs. Me too. I'm yeah. I've always that's why I like crooners. That's why I, sad songs even when I'm in a good vibe. That's my what I don't yeah. like. I'm not drawn to happy songs. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because I get it all out on my music. I like, but so if you meet me in person, I'm super happy. Um, yeah. And that's not fake. Like I'm a happy kid. I just, mm-hmm. but then <laughs> not actually, but yeah, no, but I'm happy. And I, I just put it all in my art. Well, that's one of my questions too. An optimist or pessimist, but yeah, you've always been positive. Always. Always. I, I can't always help like it. That. I can't like your I, whole life. You've been like that through everything. My whole life. I've yeah. been, I try to see like the, and I don't even try. Like, I just, I see it. There's something in the ADD, like, even in a panic moment, I am not panicked. I'm like, yeah, here's chill. how we get out of this. We're yeah. good. We're good. This is, this happened. Crap. Right. We got it. We got it. Like, I, every single time. Yeah. That's been really helpful, too, as being a mom, too, as well. Oh, my gosh. Being so Absolutely. Chill. Yeah. Is your man like that, too? He's positive, too? Yeah, well, he's a little. He, I wouldn't say. Each other. Wouldn't say. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't I'm say like pessimist. Yeah, he, he's more of like a realist. That's what my wife calls herself a realist. Moon so does, I'm yeah. like the dreamer. That so I went at the times in my life where I've <laughs> won, I've been the dreamer. Like I picture, like I'm floating off in the balloon in the clouds, but someone's got to be holding that string. Yeah, you know, like someone. I need that grounding force, and Spencer has 100 yeah. percent been that for me. I love that he balances it. Absolutely. It's the same with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And how was the lockdown for you? Did that change your life in a major way? I mean, it. she was born a month or two. So when when you first have a kid, you they can't have certain shots. They have no immunity for 30 days. Yeah. So we were just starting to come out of that. Like, oh, maybe it's time to, you know, to introduce her to some people when the L.A. lockdown happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we were just like, all right, cool. We were fine with it because all we could think about was protecting her. Mm-hmm. Was you know there wasn't a lot of like what happens to kids at that time. Yeah, and when we moved to Georgia, we still had that like L.A. protective mentality, and it's not like that out there. No, <laughs> it's, it's way different. No, no, they're like, why are you still wearing a mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's know? way different. So you went out there right during that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we moved out there in like six months after like six months of lockdown here in L.A. Smart move. A lot of people did that. It was awesome yeah we the timing. Just got an opportunity a house that we could buy and we we knew there wasn't even like a should we do this it was like we gotta yeah. do this and you miss cali sometimes i do i i love it here yeah. I, I love uh, living in the city but i also it's crazy how much i've also loved my quiet yeah it's like woods. i'm an yeah. extroverted introvert like i don't know if there's a proper term for that mm. but like yeah i love okay so i think my younger self was on all the time. I was the front man all the time. Yeah. And then in my later in life, like I'll turn that on in a second, but I'm not that all the time. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm way more chill and <laughs> normal, I guess you say, yeah. you know, and then like, but that comes out of me real quick when, 
when I need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm your mom now too. It's crazy, man. It's so crazy. It's the it's the greatest privilege of my life. Yeah. She's the coolest thing. She's my my absolute world. And it was London. London Grace. It's a great name. Yeah. She's. I'm <laughs> 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 um, I'm upset. Like straight up, like the word obsession. Like I'm uh, we're obsessed with each other. She's I love this girl. Is, is there um is there new music you listen to? Do you listen to new hip hop? Do you listen to new groups? Pay attention to what's happening. I mean, not a lot. I mean, Spencer and I, we just work so much. But like yeah. we, we love Kendrick. We love like new a Kendrick's lot. incredible. Yeah, yeah. We we love. I'm trying to think what have you heard like new hardcore bands or punk bands or have you heard Turnstile? I was just gonna say Turnstile. Yeah, it's always so what we bring up on the box. Okay, like, good. I literally was like, yeah. okay, you know, because exactly. when you come from a scene, you still listen to that for nostalgic reasons, even when you grow up, and it's hard yeah. to like newer stuff. Turnstiles just got it. Yeah, they've got it, and I was just like, okay, I love this. It's all the great things I love about punk and hardcore yeah, in one, one hundred percent melody breakdowns, everything. It's still so good to like still see someone doing that. Like, yeah, have you now. seen have you seen live yet? Uh, videos. Live is incredible. Yeah, the video is great too. But live, we went and saw them. Like it's, it's it's different. Work. Yeah, it's so good, and I love what they're doing. I'm stoked for them. Like yeah. they're really pushing the envelope. I guess you know. I was literally gonna bring them up. If yeah. When you did, they're tight. So hallelujah. So what is that? What's that vibe? What's that gonna? So hallelujah is uh, well, it's uh coming out tonight. <laughs> tonight, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's comes out June third. It comes out June 3rd, Friday, June 3rd. It's basically a thank you to my friends. You know, I write okay. a lot of love songs, you know, and this is like, again, like right where I'm at right now, realizing how much like bulimia stole from me. And then coming out of that, being pregnant and, yeah. you know, dedicating like two years of my life to that. Coming back around feeling like myself again and realizing how much my friends got me through that time, still love me through that because... When you have an addiction, it's so cyclical. And the thought that people see you as that, as yeah. an alcoholic, as a drug addict, like that's not you. Like Timmy the alcoholic or whatever, like yeah. that's not Timmy. That's not how he was raised. That's something he fell into and needs yeah. help to get out of. Like he's so much more. And the thought that people, my friends that saw me as Kara and not as like my problem that I was struggling with, like I'm just so thankful for the ones that still love me and you know, yeah. just kind of stood by me while I figured it out. You know, it took me a long time. Were the people trying to help you like, nah, I'm good. Like you weren't really, no, there was, you know, the only time, and this is like dark, you know, like the, but the only times I'd really like lash out is if someone like physically tried to stop me. It's like you try mm. to take a beer out of an alcoholic's hand. Yeah. You know, like you'll, you'll see, you'll see them get enraged uh, real quick. You'll yeah. see them protect, uh, protect their addiction. And yeah, uh, the few times that like my family or whatever, like I would, I'd get really angry Yeah, and I wouldn't lash out. Like I just don't like it's anger is not something I do like, yeah, but that's when I would feel that I'd feel that I wanted to protect, like don't F with me. I know you said when you woke up and it's kind of like, it's really not working for me anymore. Was it, was it a hard journey to go back into this eating normal and being, no, that's the craziest wow. thing. Overnight the I had a turkey. normal relationship with food Wow. and never looked back. Overnight, it was just like, oh, I eat, and I'm I'm not thinking about how much. If I eat too much, oh well. If yeah. I, you know, if something. Were you writing shit down, or obsessing about? What no, you, okay. not at the time. No, okay. no, not before or after. That wow. was never really something I did. But I, it was just all of a sudden had a normal relationship with food. It was 
gone, gone. That's amazing. And I remember like two weeks in, because there was random times where I'd go like a week or something, you know, whatever. But I was like two weeks in, and I remember thinking, oh my God, I haven't thrown up. This is, I haven't binged. Like, this is crazy. Fuck. And I was so scared that I removed that thought. And I was just like, don't think about it. Just whatever. Were you solo at the time or any relationship? Uh, I was with Spencer. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I, wow. I do think that something about this, like he didn't do anything. So here's the crazy thing about Spencer. He is so non-addictive. And he doesn't really have, he doesn't have the empathy to like understand. Like, yeah. he does not understand addiction at all. So someone comes, oh man, I just can't stop drinking. He looks him deadpan. It's like, stop. Yeah. And he's being funny, but he's being dead honest. Like, yeah. he doesn't understand. He's like, just, you sound like an idiot. Mm. You want to stop? Stop. It's ruining your life. Like, he'll just look, you know, and like, for me, like, <laughs> like to have someone like so close to me who I knew felt that way, it, it does make you feel like an idiot. Because at the end of the day, yeah, just stop. Like, yeah. just stop. You're, you're killing yourself. And you're killing your relationships. And it's like uh, when you're in an addiction, you are never giving anything else 100%. No, no, no. You're right. You are in that. that spiral. And that is your number one, whether you want it or not, whether you admit it or not. Yeah. So, so would, you, would you wake up? Would you eat? Would you eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Would you eat something and then just get rid of it? Or were you eating all day or was it barely even eating? I'd wake up before I go to bed. I'd decide today's the day. Never throwing up again. And then I'd black out. And I would have eaten, like, the house. Wow. <laughs> wow. It, was like a, it was like a zombie. It was straight up like something took over me. I, I, was, I was in it. It was, And, you know, it sucks because, believe me, like, you're addicted to something you're dependent on. Mm. So yeah. while, while an alcoholic's like... I'm gonna stay out of the bar, you know, this, that. Like when you've, I've literally programmed my brain to find the pleasure of a cocaine addict, like wow. out of this stuff. Like it, you rewire when you're like in it like that. The brain is powerful. Yeah. So I would completely, completely black out. Would you eat anything you wanted? Anything. Wow. Disgusting. I was abhorrent. Whole thing of ice cream, everything. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. fucking. And then, wow. especially if it was sugar, like you kind of like sugar comatose, like you're just, you're out and it's crazy. And then, so the verse, the verse in hallelujah, the very first verse is, uh, I'm in the bathroom, a mess again. Uh, hold on, I have to sing it. I'm in the bathroom, a mess again. Oh, making moves that I can't defend. Seeing mm. stars never made amends. So that's me throwing up and seeing stars. And it never fixed anything. That's what's me saying. Wow. Seeing stars never made amends. But I'm alone again, so to hell with it. Yeah, and amazing. anyone with addiction will understand. Yeah. Like, when you're alone, you're not with your friends, you're not with your family, your support network, that's when, like, whether you hear voices or whether it's yourself or whatever, that's when that stuff starts creeping in. Yeah. So I'm alone again, so to hell with it. I'm going to just do it. That's amazing. We're so happy you're talking about this. It's going to help so many people. Yeah, I think I, telling your story. I just want to be open. Like, yeah. I, why? I don't, because I don't feel any shame about it. Yeah. Like, that's just what I went through. And now I hope that I can like, encourage people, like, however long it takes. Like, it's so worth it. Life is so killer on the other side. Yeah. And it's just like being able to give all of myself to my relationship, to my career, to my daughter, to everything. To myself. Yeah. You know, to it's yourself. just like to my to my own brain, my own train of thought to, to actually be there for so long felt like I was gone. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm happy for you. You're in a great place. I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hear the music and what do you have coming, you know? I'm, I'm pumped. I'm <laughs> so happy. What was, what was your last real job? 
like like you had a boss so when i when i uh somewhere in the last like s- five to seven years oh really i, I worked for um uh while kind of while i was figuring out solo stuff i ended up working for carol king's daughter who wow who manages carol king and jesse mccartney oh wow that's amazing and that was something i actually really enjoyed because i had a lot that I could kind of like help and People are experience, yeah, yeah, the music biz, yeah. And I, it was it was fun for me, and yeah. it was, um, and I got to got to meet and show with Carol King, who's That's an sick. absolute legend. She's that's cool. She's a gem, like in person. She's an absolute gem. But her daughter and I, like that's who I was with most of yesterday. Like she's she's amazing. One of my closest friends now. That's cool. I can see you being like a mentor, a music industry mentor for people. Yeah, and I've actually uh, the guys in Shanto Guns have I. And I have talked about that. Like yeah. How much could we offer like bands? Like we've been through so much together. Totally. Uh, pretty much anything you can be through as a band, like even that we didn't talk about today, we've been through. And yeah. We could just counsel. Like, like a music therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there is one like that with Music Cares or something, Derek, or no? There is. Uh, That'd be awesome. Know, there are certain bands that go to psychiatrists. Like um, like, a, like one for... I, like I knew... Most I, I famously Metallica. Yeah, the Metallica <laughs> documentary, but yeah. There's uh, a friend of mine... Who I played with from New York, Sarah Cax. She's an awesome bass player, but her dad did this. And ah. was, like, so mm. he, he brought back together like Aerosmith. Mm. And um, he was going to work with uh, Kurt Cobain, but then wow. that happened. Um, but wow. he also brought together was it Aerosmith and somebody else. But oh, wow. I was just always like, tell me what's going on. Like, what's, <laughs> you know, yeah. give me the dirt, man. Give me the but juice. He, yeah. yeah. You know, during like dinners and stuff but he was really you know professional he's like oh no i couldn't i was like yeah, you, you can you can and it was like bon jovi was the other one. Oh yeah. sure but i mean it was like it's so important like you're saying i think that would be helpful to yeah. so many young bands because yeah. communication is key as you know oh yeah and um that's when i was asking before like so did they email they, they flew to you, you i mean know? that's amazing they they flew like, how did to they, me twice. i mean because you were you spent so much time together you, you know you had those many years together playing yeah. doing these shows and you become really attached yeah, it's dysfunctional family, family too it's yeah. Family, yeah. And, yeah and so it's i mean i know my family it wasn't a lot of communication at a very young age my parents grew up in like the 50s so yeah. it wasn't like you know always like speaking what's really happening yeah, which yeah. can be so detrimental And so I I think with bands, you know, it's really important to say those things, you know, don't, you know, don't let it get to that point. Exactly. That's even something that uh, when Spencer and I started dating, like that we were able to establish out the gate that we weren't going to let anything build up in our relationship. Like as soon as something felt a little off, address it, knock it out because like so important communication. Yeah. uh, And, uh, and we also like made sure we never uh, lost respect for each other. Like we don't. There's no names. There's no. It's we never yeah. get to the point where we're raising raising our voices because that's all respect. So it's just like, no, we we respect each other. And even if you know we have to figure something out, and he's just my best friend, so it's easy. Yeah, I think my wife, after 26 years of marriage, she raised her voice, but she still respects me. But she <laughs> yells <laughs> sometimes. I uh, mean, just because I'm, you know, I'm a space cadet. Um, you have any more questions for her? I believe that's it. I'm excited to have you here and just talk to you and hear your journey. Yeah, I know you for I'm many, so many glad. years and never get to sit down like this and just talk and so hear cool. what's going on with you. It's exciting. I'm so glad I'm I proud got to of be you. here. Thank you. You're in a good place. 
I feel like, like I'm in a good place. Yeah. Like, just ha- like mentally and yeah. physically, I just, I feel good. You've been through it mentally and physically. It's crazy, man. I've I didn't know that. I've been through so much. <laughs> I know. But you're here and you're telling your story. And I think yeah. it's awesome. So yeah. hallelujah, June 3rd. Hopefully a full length, hopefully like a tour or something, huh? Yep, that's that's where we're headed. And Shiny Toy Guns never broke up, so that's there. Yep. That so could happen. Absolutely. And those guys all live in America? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Jeremy lives Jeremy currently lives in New York. Mikey lives here and Chad lives in Oklahoma. You guys still in touch? Oh yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So Jeremy and I are he's really close to Spencer too, so we Yeah. Jeremy and I talk a lot. And Jeremy was like my closest um, like from the beginning, yeah, like I remember that's that. who yeah. I was uh, introduced to, you know, yeah. for Shiny Toy Guns. And then I got really, uh, Mikey and I were like, we were the underdogs. So uh, we were, you deuce, like that was what we, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I love all the guys that, that they're my, my family. It's awesome. And I met, we talked earlier about off the pop about maybe having more kids, maybe adopt. It's kind of cool. I have always, since I was, uh, I mean, like fifth or sixth grade, like I'm going to adopt. There's too many kids that need mommies. And yeah. my mom used to say, like, I have no idea where you got that from. My dad was in the foster system. Okay. So it could have been from that, but I, I don't know. There's just, there really are like kids that need parents. And I, it's so cheesy, but like the whole children being the future, like that's how we shape society. 100%. Is by shaping the next generation. And we need them badly right now too. Oh so. man. And both your parents are still around? Yep. Awesome. Yeah. They, they, they in the South too? Yeah. They, so my sister moved there first. She started having kids. And my parents moved there. And then my other sister moved there. And that was oh, all before I went there. Oh, it's perfect then. But we're all there. That's awesome. Excellent. Through your parents are proud of you. Seeing all the different uh, versions of your music career and everything, you know? Yeah. They're like, yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> no, but You're still they, young. They have supported me since day one. Like, they yeah. have just been like... You, just they got it. I don't know why, because they, you know, it wasn't like I was. You know, Shiny Guns had a good moment, but it wasn't like even before and after that. They have just been like. Uh, that definitely helps a lot. Supported yeah. Yeah. family. Dude, Especially you've been seeing since you were like five years old. It's crazy, man. I just always knew it. I loved it. Thank you, Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> Arnie. <laughs> um, okay, awesome. Well, thank you for being here. And uh, people can find you on the. Graham Carafe, you find. Is there a website for your music or anything like that too? No, no? I, I'm basically just. I'm no doing, SoundCloud. I'm TikToking. Oh, you're TikToking. Oh, Dude, I love TikTok. Wow, Derek's on, but I don't see him on that much. Max, Can yeah. I just Max tell is you? on there. <laughs> you're ticket. What? Yeah, say something, guy. I've seen you on TikTok on my for you page. Really? Yeah. Oh shit, Sick. girl. No, like straight up. I'm not just TikToking because I'm supposed to. Okay. I love TikToking. Okay. It is, it's the realest platform. They don't want they don't want like a fake branded version of you. They want you to be real or else they don't care. And what's cool about TikTok is every time you post, it's to new people. Oh, mm. that's true. And yeah. you don't you don't get that with any other platform. You better step your t- I, I TikTok saw, up, bro. I, I saw a bunch of strangers there. Most of the people are strangers. So you love it. You just do all kinds of I love it. It's it's me being me. And on, you know, Instagram is a little more curated, but yeah. like TikTok is just like you're going to see every side of me. And I, it's been really refreshing for me to show that again. That's awesome. I think it's really given me confidence, honestly. Okay. Okay. And so you love it. Is it 15 second videos or something, right? It's uh, it's up to three minutes if you Ooh. want it to be. So Max, you saw on For You page? On For You page? It's Max, 
for for people like Toby Morris who don't know much about the internet, the terminology, that's uh, it's like the uh, explore page on Instagram. The oh, whole wow. thing is like that. it's it's, it's like, like that's what you go for. It's what you like page. if you like a video, more of that video is gonna show up on your for you oh, page. Okay. Yeah, you can curate it for like it's like Reddit, but for okay. like whatever like you you know Reddit can be whatever you want. You yeah, know, that's it's kind of like that, but also it's it's a leveler like. Super famous people commenting on nobody's video, like anyone can go viral. Wow. But that's what's so cool is that there's, there isn't like this hierarchy mm. of like, oh, I'm too cool to like this photo, because if, if you entertain them, they're gonna like, they're gonna be like, this is dope or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. there's this leveling field. I, I don't know. I I really, I <sighs> like what it's turned into. And people go viral pretty crazy on there, huh? Yeah, and I don't think that it'll be that way for always. Max has gone viral. <laughs> I do know that I do saw that Gym Class Heroes like a year ago one of their old songs blew up on there and then their records went up and then Travi later on posted a gold record like something happened like where they wow. reused the old song and it went viral on TikTok right now older songs right now TikTok is king for music okay TikTok is like where it's the biggest discovery for music and it's it's wow okay it's over everything damn that's good to not even know that yeah it's, um, I think it one like the most downloaded app oh you said the other more than yeah. instagram more than anything right yeah. a lot of people were like late to it or are still because it it got branded as like a, a kid thing yeah it did because that's kind of like where it blew up but yeah it is not just that tiktok is very different in uh in in china mm-hmm. it's extremely very different right. they they curate it what i've heard what they're saying is that they curate it more for educational things. Right. That's, oh, wow. That's yeah. what's more likely to go viral. Exactly. So like, it's not, where, whereas here, it's usually like the dumb, the <laughs> silly. <laughs> silly American shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entertaining, you know, yeah. like America's 20 Home videos. Like, that's what they okay. want. Like, gotcha. that's what's going to go viral. Um, not just that, but like, that's definitely what works really well. So we can find you on the TikToks. <laughs> you can find me on the TikToks. And you have some clips of music on there and everything. Oh, right yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. You get followers on TikTok too? Is that a thing? Or yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was too old for that shit, but I know Derek's on there. I I feel like and Derek's I'm older than me, so I, I'm learning. I'm learning okay. all the time. Dude, TikToks. I don't know. All right, man. I like it. <laughs> We're TikToking out of here. Thank you, Kara Faye, for being here. Thank you for having me. And uh, Derek, thank you too as well. Yeah. And Greg, thank yeah. you for being here too in the yeah. kitchen. Greg, thank you, man. Yes. Hold the, me down. The crew. <laughs> the crew is back. Okay. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. Another one, and we back, uh, and we back. Another bet. one. Derek, we we always do this. We always come back on. Another if, if one. If the guest is still here, yeah. and we forget something, so another go one. ahead, We're Derek. We're just vibing. Go, Derek. Go. I was just thinking, you know, like being in a, you know, being an artist, performing music, creating music with your partner. Mm-hmm. You have a kid together. Mm-hmm. You're around each other all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Huh. Um, what do you do? Do you have your own space for like yourself to to step away, or is, are there times where you can, you know, like you're gonna hold the baby? Great question. You know, you know I'm, I'm a lady's vocals. I mean, you know, do you need that time? Or I do I personally need it less than Spencer. Okay. You know, like I am, I don't really have like the internal like I'm freaking out. I gotta be alone. You know, but like Spencer, I think does uh, center himself when he's alone with his, his thoughts and can mm-hmm. like, meditate or whatever. Um, yeah. And uh, so I think he does that every once in a while. But I am very much like a like he's my best friend. My kid's mm-hmm. my best friend. Like we don't. Yeah. But he, you know, like I'll write the song, and then he'll 
he spends a lot of time up there producing on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, most of the day, like, you know, I'll be like checking in or whatever to make sure I like what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and he yeah, takes constructive, course. constructive criticism from you. about Yeah. Stuff? Okay. Like we, yeah, that's important. we, yeah. I would say 99 times out of a hundred, like I absolutely love what he's doing, you know, yeah, but like you. there's cause, cause we have this such similar sensibilities. Like he, he knows what to write and the stuff you like and totally your melody, your, yeah, your vocal range and all that. But we just kind of, um, we make sure we get on the same page before he even starts. Right. And that, that helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he can like, cause he'll, I can't even st- do the like stay up all night and like work on music. Like well, I, I that's, that. that's not when my brain is creative, <laughs> but Spencer is like, okay, it's something turns on and he'll just all night. be yeah, all night wizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. I see people doing that man grinding man. Like yeah. Yeah. Five or six I, in the I'm morning. definitely not that person, Me but uh, I, I, I love that that exists people like yeah. that. You know, and that could be a great balance, I think, for you guys. It seems to be working pretty yeah, well. Yeah, we find our... I think I naturally get time away from him because I'm sort of default p- parent. Right. Like, that's... I'm I'm mommy, yeah, you know, as, yeah, as I yeah, should be. Moms. Um, yeah. And I... It's... So I naturally, like, that's where I'm at a lot of the time. Like, my... I am home with my kid. Right. Like, And it's... We, we live, a like, a crazy active life. Like, I'm not just home. Like, we're not... That's not what right. we do. Yeah. Like we're super, uh, we love the Atlanta music scene. How we're old like is your daughter? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Two and a half, uh, and super social. So we're we have <laughs> she can take her anywhere. Like I can't wait to tour with her. <laughs> it's amazing. Is having one like that. I could take Max everywhere when he's young. I just mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. He's so mobile. I that's I want that. That's, yeah, yeah. That's People think goal. like when you have a baby, your whole life changes and everything revolves around the baby. But actually. The baby's life revolves around your life in a sense, you know? He's like, you better get hip, baby. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Your life's not over. 100%. You better just get hip with this. No, I You better like flying. Can you, do you have a job? <laughs> <laughs> Are you bringing the money home? Can you play an instrument? Do you like travel? <laughs> can you pay rent? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, your life doesn't, people think, oh my God, you're a baby, and then you disappear. But uh, no, no, no someone told me you'll be more successful after you have a kid, and I was wow. like, that's bullshit. <laughs> and no, I I re- I, lo- I remember thinking that. I remember thinking like, ah, oh, hardy harp, like no way. But what happens is that you have such minimal time when you have a kid, and it, it's what you choose to do with that time. And right. you learn if you have one hour a day. That's true. You learn how to hammer through that hour. Okay, yeah. That's what I and so doing. now, like, she starts preschool in August. It's pretty fast. And there's yeah. going to be this five-hour window of daytime. Right. It's a lot of time. Like the world's yeah. not the world's not ready for what I'm. Right. Like I'm gonna have so much time, I, like, that's, to work. That's incredible. To yeah. work and to grind, and that I have, because I, I am obsessed with being a good parent. Like yeah. I, I am raising my kid to be just an exceptional human in this world. Like I, I'm obsessed with that. That's amazing. And I, hope, I wish all parents thought like that. Yeah, yeah. It's your job to be the role model. It is a hundred percent. And I so two and a half years now so now i'm it's like time to it's when it's weird to hand her over to like another adult for yeah, a brief yeah. window you need to trust you yeah. know that teacher it's hard it's weird i'm gonna cry <laughs> but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get through it no it's gonna be emotional for sure yeah but and and now it's time for mom to you know i'm, a, I'm gonna do my thing yeah i'm really not. excited and yeah. she loves music and there isn't a drop in me that like no like i know she wants me to do this and i know that like older version of her We'll be glad that I did oh, yeah. and that I didn't just yeah, yeah. stop. It's crazy. We had all the time in the world running around doing music and then we become a parent. Being like, wow, I'm, gonna have, I'm looking forward to a couple of months. I'm going to have five hours a day 
to do whatever I want. It's yeah. amazing. And you really appreciate that time. People have like entire 24 hour windows and they <laughs> don't realize that like how much of that time they spend on their phone, Facts. you know, or, or just sitting We're around. Shit done. Yeah. I, I, I would say, I know you gave me the eyes, but I would say for Max, but I would say for Max, as we know, he's out a lot in the street, surfing, skating, always on his bike. I, I would, he's a I very would. active kid for 2022. This Keep is on. true. I we we break very, his we break very, his balls, but absolutely we yeah. will never stop breaking his balls. But, but he surfs twice a day. He's out. Never played video games. D block, you know, skating. This, this is true. Workout. This is very very true. In yeah. in moderation, like Uh-oh. the phone can be like just a decompression time. Absolutely. You know, just like as long as you're like Max, you're still uh, you're still out there. That's yeah. You're not That's just internalizing true. only. I see a lot of people with their kids. They have like the iPads. If they have like four it's or an five easy kids, go-to, man. But if they have a couple kids, <laughs> they have a couple kids, and they right. try to get something done real yeah, quick. Yeah. I yep. see that. You, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you do what you got to do. This guy's right. got something yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Also, thanks them. to Kara because she could have babysitted me, and we could have done video games or anything. But we did origami. We. Oh, okay. oh wait, do you remember? <laughs> get in there. Get in there. We were doing origami. What else were we doing? We were doing. A do you remember when we raced down the street and I ate shit? Yes, I, I'll never forget. I remember. <laughs> seeing like see i can visualize it in my mind it was the crack over by yep. miss bb's our beloved neighbor yeah. neighbor and there was a little crack there that you actually fixed it and toby's and you like you fell so bro, hard are you okay i'm bleeding Falls everywhere wow. it was i'm so bleeding gnarly. from everywhere i still have like part of my tattoo rubbed off here from oh like a, it was, was so gnarly shoulder, and i just i think i just literally grabbed my keys and i was like oh, i'm gonna go home yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and i was in shock and i i, I went home i my I literally shock and i just went home and i went in the shower because there was like gravel in my wound. I was like crying. Oh, was I was like, oh my God, is she okay? I remember. But I was like, going hard. I was going to win. I was like, that was my mentality. And then afterwards, I'm like, why? Did, that was so unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> so Max, you guys do arts and crafts and cool things like that? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. I wonder yeah. how old Max was back then. Seven. Six or seven. Yeah, I would say seven. It's crazy. 19 now and he's just like an adult. It's just man. wild, man. It's crazy. But yeah, thank you. You like, like one of his favorite babysitters. Dude, I... I, the favorite, <laughs> the favorite I absolutely babysitter. loved, loved hanging out with Max. Awesome. It was a treasure for me. Now you have your own kid. It's amazing. I love her. I wish she was here. I wish she was here so bad. It's a great name. Any any more questions about uh, love and life and families? Uh, I think and that's it for now. Yeah. And music. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Does he sing too? Spencer? Yeah. No. Okay. I'll say do a du- <laughs> duet or something. When I tell you this man can play drums though. I've seen him. He's okay. a beast. I've seen He's him. He's beast. Yeah. He's, he's insane. Okay, well. All right. I'm excited to see you guys perform together yeah, and all your yeah. new stuff. And I think Kara Faye's voice with Derek's voice on a duet would be pretty interesting. I'm still working on so deep. to do a, uh, uh, a ballad. Sepultura needs a ballad. You want to write a ballad? Never had a ballad. We're looking for people to never write a ballad for Sepultura. Never had a ballad. Yeah. Dude, I would love to. Not yeah. straight up. I like <laughs> ballads. Ballads are where, especially if it's like you want to go sad, you want heartbreak. That, but when you when we were talking about like, I listen to sad music when I'm happy. It's always been that way. Like yeah. I'll put on like a Nick Cave album. Like, it's my go to. Nick Cave. It's my go to too. He's a great writer, and it just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. The cure does too. Well, the cure makes me sad. Uh, yeah. Whether it's like because you Simone's identify with voice. it. Oh, I, I mean, voice. Nina I mean, she's Simone. my top five vocalist, and it's just. I, I, the tone. That's what I think I was. I wanted to write down because you're talking to this guy about tones, and there was something that was. I gotta re-listen to because that's the like, only that's thing true. I'm really truly impressed by is the tone loke. No, I'm just kidding. Tone loke. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, is when someone can like truly emote. 
through through their voice as an instrument and yeah. and the tone is like and Nina. Mm. Oh yeah. It's just But I think that's your next powerful. uh ghost writing. Well, not the whole world yes. knows now, but um write a ballad for Sepultura. I'd love that. Oh my god. He's so sick. I'd love that. You think the fans would like it? A ballad? I, I don't you care, care about that stuff okay. so much, you know, like you're saying you can get in your head t- way too much if you start thinking about. You know, you know and the other like, thing what is are like, they think? yeah, you have Which to I trust that if they've been around with you this right. whole time, then they're where you're at too, and they'd appreciate it. And yeah. that's what and, that's and, what Shine Toy Guns. When I was saying, like, if we should have moved forward, because our yeah. fans moved forward, yes, they were somewhere else. Life changes. And then know? if you want new fans, you also is another reason to yeah, move true. forward. Absolutely, like, all true. the reasons. I mean, when you're really young, I, I remember as a kid, I was like, no, you got to stay the path, and I would get yeah. mad when bands change. But then as I got older, I really enjoyed the fact that they were changing, yeah. evolving, and it was more interesting yeah. to listen. And uh, I agree, it, man. It's so important as an artist to evolve and not to. It's impossible to think, you know, to get everyone's appreciation, you know, that's it's out impossible. there. It's impossible. And I didn't get into underground or heavy music because of that. Yeah. And I have to remember that. I'm like, yo, I got into this. It was almost very selfish, you know, like to do music, to yeah. push, you know, what's coming uh, as far as like feelings, yeah. you know, out and put them out there and not be afraid to do that. And that's what, you know, so important. I love you know, I remember the time with Metallica. They put out these albums. People are like, what the? I like the Black Album. I like it, People man. were just Absolutely. Or the, or the, like the, the song. They freaked out. They freaked out. Yeah, the Ballad out. 1, right? That was the first the one. one ballad, I love like, that song. First of all, it's a video on MTV. Great video. And they sold out and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, yeah, this ballad is Amazing song, too. Amazing. Amazing song. Amazing. Uh, also, Seven Seconds, this record, new one. People yes. hated it. They were hating it. I fucking loved it. it. When 100%. they started doing more melodic. 100%. Yep. Yeah. That's a good example because I was like, mm, Start listening more and more, and I was like, "Wow, I really like where this is at." And they caught so much shit back then, dude. They did, and they were singing about such amazing but things. But that, that that's unfortunate that there's so many artists. You have that get to be where changing. where you want to be, whether you think your fans are ready for it yeah. or not. Yeah. Because yeah. I bet you, even the, those ones that yeah. griped at the time, yeah, caught up oh, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I definitely guilty of that. Where I'm like, I'm an idiot. I slept on certain albums. Just like the punk rock blinders. <laughs> Just the hardcore yeah, blinders, yeah, like yeah. nothing else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always a battle to, to fight that off. You know, it's like, it's Absolutely. always been like, uh, I don't want to get old. You appreciate shit way more. I would think like, so. I didn't give a shit about Nirvana back then. I was like, what is this shit? Then later on, I'm like, wow, these guys are amazing. Amazing. I was yeah. too punk for it. Like, this is, what is this? Right. Hippie what? grunt shit. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's yeah, like, wow, no, this no. is incredible Definitely. music. That can, I mean, Crashing Pumpkins too, all those bands. But yeah. a lot of the bands that I love or the people that I really admire growing up, they were the ones that actually didn't have those blinders. You know, they were always like, "Oh, I love this and I love it." You know, like, yeah, and, and and yeah. That's that's one of the reasons. Like, what I do is like, you kind of hope that you eventually get to pop because pop wants you to reinvent yourself. Rock and alt does not. They right. want. They don't want Mumford and Sons to put out a a, a Foo Fighters album. You yeah. know what I mean? Even that's if they point. love Foo Fighters, like <laughs> right. true. That's just they. They want Mumford and Sons to sound like Mumford and Sons forever, ever. And, and <laughs> like I want to reinvent every time I put music out as like. But this is where I'm at now because like I, I love to experience life. And when you love to experience life, you like to travel. You're growing. Yeah. As a, oh, growing yeah. as a human. Like, as soon as you think you're where you need to be, you stop growing. I agree. As soon sure. as you think you Absolutely. know what you want to know, right. you stop growing. I yeah. love that you did that throughout your journey, just reinventing yourself. I think it's amazing, man. I mm-hmm. love that. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Bands try to do it, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it don't. And then 
Mm-hmm. Go back to the same formula. Yeah, you know? but that's a part of it. You know, it's like you you start to get educated what really a better feeling of your personality and being able to put that into your music. You know, there are those ups and downs that happen in most artists' career. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Even to push yourself, like you say, you want to do a ballad after like right, yeah, twenty five years. I love that. Like, no, it sounds silly. I'm like, no. I mean, I there were times like we had a song and it was like singing really soft in the very beginning. Like, we're going to put this at the beginning of the album. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. I was a little <laughs> bit like, kind of like, are they going to accept this? I yeah, was like, yeah. I don't know, but let's do it, you know? And it ended up being like, wow, you know, like a yeah. completely opposite of what I was I imagining. Yeah, me too. Is this like a white snake kind of ba- uh, ballet you want to do? Like, is this love that I'm feeling or is it like? No, I mean, I mean, I love that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's just something that just feels just something right. slow and like yeah, singing yeah, and not yelling. Yeah. And yeah, definitely not yelling. And I don't want to kill my like. It was so funny that you said, like, why did I do like wailing? Well, why did I do this to myself? I'm at the top well, of, out of my breath range. The first second right, song. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at the perform this live every night. Every night. And, you, and then like uh, for me, like I'd always write these like crazy bridges, like right. trying to be the bridge queen or something <laughs> like that. Like. Here we go. You ready for my bridge? You know, yeah, like, I'm going right. to go up there even higher. Like, that's what I, for, like, so many songs, like, that was what I did. And, yeah, then we played a couple of shows, and I was like, okay, it's time to write. You know what's cool about Shine So Guys? La Disco, the song that kind of went, uh, that's easy for me to sing. Yeah. So, like, we did those on, like, the late night shows, and, like, I don't even know if I did them well, but at least it wasn't, like, crazy. Yeah. You know, like, that's... I I appreciated that and I feel like hallelujah I can just smash you know because yeah. it's just right, right. it's kind of a low vibe you know th- m- for most of it so I'm I'm excited to show that it's not because I, I I guess I believed a lie that my gold notes were always you know the high ones but like no I can right. I can keep your attention down there too you know like right. that's yeah yeah, yeah. That's is there a video coming for it too is that already yeah done? okay yeah cool. it'll be it'll be out next week awesome. videos look good. Yeah, your videos really are crushing. Thank yeah. you. I did it with the same people who did the whole world awesome nice. video. So, well videos done. are still important. Minus MTV doesn't yeah, play them. YouTube's important. crushing. Yeah, the visuals stuff. are, are yeah. so simple. We for the whole world was super like flashy and colorful. Uh-huh. So we did, we did the uh, the Halloween video in a like a massive parking deck, and it's just kind of like less color, more muted grays, and just kind of dirty and vibey. Awesome. It looks cool. <laughs> the, what I saw. All right, Karen Faye. Do you produ- you direct the videos too? I'm yeah. I, I don't direct them. No, we've um, there's a there's a production company called Right Media, and from that is Nick Tabitz and Caitlin Burns, and they've been directing. Uh, they've I've done three. This will be my third video with them. Okay, awesome. And I'm, it was uh, one of those like random like, hey, you know, if you need someone to do a video, I got connected to them, and they just happened to be like just I couldn't like they've become such dear friends of ours now. That's awesome. I love how that it's shit works. Know, always. Yeah. It's always like that. That's how I have with Greg Flack over here. Like my I did a post, hey, I'm looking for an electrician or a handyman because I am not a man handyman. <laughs> and Andrew Strife connected me with uh of this, course. this gentleman Aww. right here. Of and course. now, now, he's, now I, lo- I love this dude. He's a man. And he's, he's Shout out he's, Andrew. He's, he's, he's Andrew. He's, he's, selling he's, those uh, houses. he's fucking killing my house right now. So <laughs> Yeah, Greg. Greg Flack, uh, winter, elect- winter uh, electrician. What's it called? Winter what? Winter electric. Winter electric. Look him up, man. If you need some. It's got a dope logo, too. Yeah, if, you need, some, if you need some uh, <laughs> nice straight edge handyman. Handsome straight edge handyman who can skate really well, too. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a good shout out? Okay. Max, any more questions <laughs> for her? We're signing off finally. Anything else uh, you want to say? Okay. Love you, Max. Love you. Kira Faye, love, love you. you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Love this you guys. This is awesome. Any more questions? No.
Okay. Logging off, Derek. Goodbye. Great. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.